And welcome to the News Boxing Podcast with me, Andy White, and rather complicatedly, in person, we have Mr. Martin Theobald. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> it's a great start. <laughs> we have via via phone, Mr. Terry Chapandama, who but, is, what is he What is he not here for? Because he's... Uh, I can't remember. Right, well, he's not There's here. There's a for, reason. He's... Yeah, doing something really important. And shortly we'll be joined by a special guest, but I will leave that waiting in the wings for it to happen. Um, He's not that special. Like we're making it really like intense. Well, I'm kind of giving him a bit of a tea up. Yeah. Am I am I I'll put it on Twitter earlier anyway, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. They already (laughs) I don't already know because it because it will say in the title. Yeah. It's our mate. (laughs) All right, so Lana Shadovia will be coming in in a minute. But he is not quite here yet, so... Because he had a nap. Yeah, yeah. Because he had a nap. So, he can't be trusted to take a nap. But, the more he naps, the more charged he'll be yeah, for, his, that's uh, it. for his fight on the 1st of December. But we will come on to that a bit later on. For now... He's um, going to sit in front of the love wall as well, isn't he? Terry's his uh, favourite spot. He is. He is, but I think Linus will like it. I think he'll enjoy the... The artisan photography. I'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> we'll apologise for not being here last week as well, won't we? That was a bit... Ah, uh, uh, yeah. We will try and cover minute. the um, incidents from last week. But, yeah. And, <laughs> let's face it, we might as well apologise in advance for next week. Yeah. So, last week, we didn't do it. I was hungover to fuck. Yeah. And yeah. next week, I'm going to be hungover. <laughs> I was ill, and I still am somewhat ill. I was out on the Saturday night last week with a few friends... Uh, James and James and yeah, yeah, the yeah. names that Andy's familiar with. And, Everyone's uh, called James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, went out and um, I got smashed on the Saturday night. Smashed. Because I still drink with the enthusiasm of like my university days, but I have the tolerance of nothing now because I have kids and I don't get the opportunity. So those out there with kids will appreciate what I'm on about when I say this. That like You still want to go for it, but it's not a very good idea, as I'm going to find out again next weekend. Because we're at an Oktoberfest. Which leads us on to our next apology, which is <coughs> we are the Milton Keynes second annual Oktoberfest. Why are we we're, announcing it like that? We're not getting sponsored. Fuck them. I know, but what I mean is we've been there every year. <laughs> 100% record. <laughs> yeah, last week, I, I need to do better than I did last weekend, right? I get home, I get this taxi home. And you know, you've seen my road, right? Yeah. All the, it's a new build estate, so the houses look very similar. Yeah. I get home Every time I'm like, smashed. which one is it again? <laughs> yeah, I get home smashed, right? And in my house, I go via the back door rather than the front door. That's not a euphemism. It's, um, <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I'm trying to get my key in. And you know when you, you've had too many and like you're I know what you're like when you've had too yeah, many. Yeah, I lose a lot of motor skills when I've had too many. <laughs> and the right? first things to go. I know. But I've got the key in and I'm turning it. <clears throat> oh, fuck's sake. When there's a key in the back of our door, you can't turn it to mm-hmm, unlock it. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm like, right, fuck. So she's left, like my wife must have left the, the key in the back. So I'm out there turning it, won't go. This is at like half one in the morning. So I ring her up. I'm like, can you come down and, uh, <laughs> and let me in? She comes down. She's like, are you at the front or back door? Like, back door. I'm always at the back door. She's like, no, you're not. I'm like, what world am I in? Have I, have I- shit, I look up. I'm not even at my house. Yeah. <laughs> I'm at someone else's house. <laughs> and so I have to quickly like escape that. I was just, I was anticipating I was going to become a Facebook post on a Sunday morning of like... <laughs> this guy was trying to get into my you house. You know those ring doorbells where it records if someone comes up to the door? <laughs> oh my God, I'd love to have seen the footage. This smashed bloke. I like the idea of a big fat naked guy coming downstairs and going, oh, you were trying to get inside, are you? Come in. Let's entertain <laughs> each other. So yeah, that's that's the state I was in last Saturday. So, that's sorry, why I didn't record. Just to go to the beginning of this this particular digression, this... You want to do better than that next weekend. That's your goal, to do better than trying to break into someone else's house when you're pissed. Uh, <laughs> the wife's with us next weekend, so I might... Yeah, Claire's more sensible, so she, she's going to take care of you. I'll I have mean, my guardian with there's me. There's only so far you can look after you when you're in that state. I As fell like... in fish ponds before. I've, yeah. I'm not, I'm not somebody who should be let out that often. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. None of us have glittering, glittering track records when we're that drunk. To be fair, but um, these yeah. are only the things we can say on here as yeah. well. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's an awful lot we can't. Yeah, and but- I'm confessing to nearly burgling someone's house. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If they'd have left their like door unlocked by accident, I'd have gone in. Oh, that would have been brilliant. And you woke up on someone else. I mean, I suppose you would have noticed eventually when the whole room was totally different. Maybe not. No, because I didn't know. My house has got loads of scaffolding out the back at the oh. moment. Like loads. Like I'm talking about eight metres of scaffolding where we're getting some work done on the house. I didn't notice that wasn't there. I've walked past oh, and gone. I love it. I love the idea that you wake up in the morning with someone you know, in, on someone's floor, on someone's couch. And they're like, what the fuck? And you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> Why are you not in my house? Get out. <laughs> yeah, so that's terrible. Mm. Terrible human. Oh, I, I, I get... Occasionally I get... <laughs> I get notices come up from SoundCloud, right? Just randomly. And it, the, it just pops up then. Drinking too much? Know the signs. <laughs> know the signs. Trying to break into someone's house. Um, yeah. Trying to get into the wrong house. Falling into fish ponds. Falling into fish ponds. Yeah. Trousers falling down in randomly in pubs. Yeah. Yeah, I've done them all. Um, okay, let's move on. Okay, uh, before we do move on to boxing, have you got any interesting stuff to talk about the weekend? No, I've done nothing this weekend because I've got a busy few coming up. Uh, it's the same for me, disappointingly. Yeah, I heard. You've done nothing. You didn't get a bed, didn't get dressed. You've been shagging all day. Yeah. Classic. That's pretty much it. Michaela will, Michaela will corroborate that. She was limping when I came in. Hmm? She was limping when I came in. Yeah. <laughs> well, then someone else has been in here. <laughs> <laughs> Linus <laughs> walks in like, I recognise this house. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. Um, right. MTK Belfast. Yeah, so this was Friday night on Box Nation. Um Headlined by Tyrone McCulloch versus Josh Kennedy. Two lads I know quite well because they're both managed by Steve Goodwin once upon a time. So I've seen them both down at York Hall. <clears throat> um, 
and yeah, Josh Kennedy comes out to. I've seen him come out before, wrap himself out to Ice Ice Baby and forget the words halfway through. Oh. Um, and then just waited until like the chorus came on again. <laughs> I've seen him come out like in a December fight. <laughs> he came out in a Big Father Christmas outfit with like a snowman on the front. Um, he was chucking out presents and stuff. So he's a bit of a character, Josh. Both undefeated lads. Josh is the English super bantamweight champ. Um, <clears throat> but fighting Tyrone McCulloch, who is super talented, man. Like, just keep an eye out for this kid over in um, in Ireland. Tyrone McCulloch, who showed every ounce of class that he had in that fight. Like, Josh Kennedy was on the front foot throughout, just trying to walk him down, walk him down, walk him down. And Tyrone is <clears throat> just so slippery. He's a southpaw, and he can just he can pivot off at either angle, left or right. Everywhere Josh was punching, Tyrone was gone. Um, and Tyrone would wait for him to come in. Josh would go. Tyrone just moves off, hits him on the way out, and then waits for him again. Like a, it was Bull and Matador stuff. It was That's cool. <clears throat> it was a really classy display. Tyrone doesn't have much power about him, based upon what I've seen of him in the past and on that fight. Um, he's lacking maybe a bit of sinister you know power um the thought process he's a nurse he's a full-time nurse tyrone um you'd like to have seen him maybe and he did it in the last round he was willing to engage and fight a little bit but the rest of it was just a a master class from him of <coughs> josh kennedy isn't a bad fighter at all he was just he was levels below what tyrone was josh couldn't pin him down at any point and tyrone was just really lovely to watch like, if you want to watch purist boxing um then that was it's a good fight to go back and get but the whole show so they showed maybe five fights on it on friday night on box nation um and it was it was an example of why as much as i'm a small hall boxing fan and i see lots of small hall boxing it shouldn't be on tv like <clears throat> there were too many fights on there that i i didn't care about and i'm a small hall boxing fan like they weren't necessarily Boxer A versus Journeyman. Some of them were quite well matched. Like they had two kids that at the last minute got chucked together because both their opponents fell out. And one was like 3-0, and one was 4-0. Um, <clears throat> there was a big guy, Stephen Ward, light heavyweight, looked bigger than a light heavyweight, um, who was on there. That I just... There wasn't enough for me. I didn't know enough about their backstory, their journey, how they've got there, etc., to feel attached to them, like you do with the bigger stars, perhaps. Yeah. There isn't enough opportunity to build their stories. And so you're just seeing these two random lads that don't really, like, they're not good enough. <laughs> Apart from Tyrone, there's nobody on that card who's good enough to go anywhere in the future. If you go to a small hall boxing show, you typically go because you know somebody who's on that card or you're a fan of some of the boxers on that card, but to broadcast it to a wider audience is a brave thing to do because <clears throat> if you don't know them and you're not bothered about what they're achieving, then it's a hard slog to watch. Um, so yeah, I think it was just, as much as I might bang on about small hall boxing sometimes, no. it, it just shows, <laughs> it just shows actually like it's a brave thing to do putting it on. I don't think it, it doesn't. It doesn't do anything for me. Like unless you're attached to those people in the ring, which the people that are in attendance probably are, yeah. then there's no reason to be watching it because it's not. It's not a masterclass apart from Tyrone. But, you know, you've got this whole undercard of lads that aren't really going to go that far in their career because they're not that good. 
and the matching, yeah, it's all right, but like they may be 60 40 fights, but they're just not that good to watch. In it, in a world, in the modern, in the modern world where sport is just force fed to you 24 7, you took look, uh, you look at pretty much. Well, pretty much every sport is at saturation point, you know, cricket, football, like you talk sports are at burnout levels. Boxing, I think, suffers when you look at its not direct comp- competition, but you took a look at things around it um, effectively in the same sphere or at least the same Venn diagram as it, part of the Venn diagram, which would be like UFC and WWE. There is not. There is not enough time for genuine stories or genuine exposure to happen to at the rate <coughs> to be able to put the amount of boxing on to be able to generate the you amount say of money. That. That no, I don't think you're right. You there. So there is the right amount of time. I don't think there's the right platforms. So, for instance, Box Nation, MTK. This was an MTK show on Box Nation. Box Nation is a 24-7 boxing channel. Right. Okay. There's more than enough time. MTK, you know... How do you draw people in to find out about the backstory of a Stephen Ward? That's a challenge that MTK have got with this Box Nation contract, is that you can show all the boxing that you want, but unless there's a reason to be watching it, even I'm going to struggle to sit and watch it. Do you not find, though, that when it comes... Like, right now, they'll build up... They'll build up a... Well, pick any fight, and they'll build up this particular fight. Build up, build up, build up. There might be 12, there might be 15 weeks of build up. Depending on you know when it's arranged and the and the level of the fight, when that fight happens, when you look at other sports, there's already someone in the background waiting. There's a someone in the, a reason to come in. Not all the time that happens with with boxing. You it's almost like you get to that fight, it happens, and it's like wow, and you fall off what? a ledge. Yeah, that's yeah, what it. A feels prime like. example of that is um, Jack Cattrall Harvard Davis, which was on last night. There were. Weeks and weeks of build-up for this, and when they announced it, everybody's like, right, brilliant fight, cracking fight, well done for matching the two. And so they build up for the last eight, nine weeks to last night, which we'll come on to later, but was a shitty fight. (laughs) Hard watch. And now what? Like, there isn't anybody... You know, Jack Cattrall hasn't, as the winner, hasn't got somebody to move on to next, necessarily. And Ahara Davis, as the loser, hasn't got anyone to move on to next. So now they've had all this build-up, and it it comes through and permeates into this fight and then nothing for either lad. Oh, there's Linus. Oh, there we go. And as if by magic, Mr. Linus Eudophia, everyone. Hello. <laughs> uh, nice to see you, Linus. <coughs> he is here with us to discuss the... I suppose you were going to be here anyway, even if Terry was here. So I don't want to say you... But, you know, you could talk about the week's bo- uh, weekend's boxing action. Well, it depends if you've watched any. You watching any? Yeah, yeah. Callum Johnson. That's um, a bonus. Uh, would you call it a hard Davis? Yeah. And some at your call, uh, not your call, that Tottenham. Tottenham. Did you get down to that? Because yeah. uh, we're not touched on any of that yet, but yeah. Brad Pauls was fighting, wasn't he? Mm. Against William Warburton. Mm-hmm. Was it six, six six rounder? rounder? Yeah, really good. Six rounds to nil? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was really good. It was one of um, his best ones, really. He, I don't think he's happy with it until he sees it again, but it was. I think it was pretty mature, especially for being out for, what, six months? Yeah, because he had the really nose good, problem it, as yeah, well, didn't he? It was a really um, mature performance. He, he didn't like it. Why didn't he like it? 
I don't know. I think he felt like because he didn't get hit of anything, and I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't tell you why he didn't like. Do you reckon it, it's difficult for him? Uh, sorry, Andy, we're going off a tangent off your uh, agenda, but whatever. Fuck it's you. It's kind of an agenda, as you can see. It's just a load of <laughs> words scribbled down on a piece of paper. But I kind of forgot about this because Brad Pools, Brad Pools with Linus's stable mate, was fighting last night. Right. Um, but yeah, he's coming off the the ten rounder against Diego Burton, isn't he? Where he um, he won an area eliminator. Yeah. <clears throat> And then he's going down to a, a six-rounder to fight William Warburton, a man that you fought. Yeah. Uh, very short notice, wasn't it? On the hay Yeah, on the day. Yeah, so like William Warburton, it's a guy of like 150-odd fights on his record. And Linus's opponent, there's a problem with him on the day. And so they ring up William Warburton, who lives in Manchester. Linus is fighting in London. They're like, can you get to Manchester? <laughs> wow. So he drove from Manchester to London like turned up at York Hall got his hand wrapped got to the ring wow like that was his day that was it thought went home yeah it's insane I, I was, I, I'd never been I was like you know what fair play to you how appreciative were yeah. you wow. on the oh, back of 100% it was because that was like my first time doing the hey thing as well so yeah. I was just like imagine if it just doesn't happen yeah after everything you know what I mean imagine if that I was just, that's a Joe Joyce a, undercard wasn't it yeah, yeah just was, a quick um on that, what's harder to have a fight against someone you have like genuine beef with, or to have a fight with someone you genuinely respect? I, or, I realize they can't; they're not mutually exclusive. But if if someone does something, like you think, "What a legend of a geezer!" And then <laughs> maybe is it, is it not hard to get into that zone? What a great bloke! No, right no, now, punch no, his face. No, in. no, it's remember this: the sport we're doing. It's not. It doesn't. It makes it's easier if you get along. It's easier to fight if you get along. I'm much so much easier. Oh. I, because there's no nerves in there. If, I don't get nervous anyway. But like, let's say with this fight coming up with Tay, if it gets a bit sticky and you know, what I mean, there's a few words. I would find it, and I'm gonna put this out there because I don't really care. Uh, I I find it a little bit harder, but at the same time, I'd I feel like I'd be more spiteful about it. Because, My hard because what do you mean harder? It'd be, it'd be harder to control my nerves, really, going in. Right. I, I feel like, because I'm not really good with confrontation. So if I know that, <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm genuinely not good with confrontation. So I, I, I don't know, if I know, like, you know, there's needle between this guy, and I get, get all nervous about it, I overthink it. So do you think, because I know people from Tay's, like, surrounding circles, mm. listen to this, I know a few of them do. Do you reckon they'll pass it on to Tay and say, right, wind this little fucker up? They can do what they want, their boy's still getting smashed. <laughs> We're going to come on to your fight with Tay later on, but... Um. <clears throat> right, right. so is there anything else you wanted to add? I realise, Linus, is won't, you won't have context for this, but anything you wanted to add to MTK? No, 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 I think we touched on it all. Right. Um, but I just want, like that show last night, because I didn't get down to it, I was meant to, and then my little lad went... Which that one, well. the Leicester one? No, no, the one down in Tottenham. Oh, yeah, the yeah, Goodwin yeah. one. Yeah. But uh, was it all right? It, it was, it, you know what, the show had... <clears throat> the show was good, it had, it had some good talent on it. The venue, I... I, I've got to say it was the worst thing I've ever been to. Really? It was, <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty bad. Oh, okay. It was it was I don't really I just don't know. It had when I got there, getting in the place, you, you don't know where the arena is. You're trying to get to the, the, the where they're doing the fight and there's just you get you get in into the court bit and then you're like you're standing there and you're like, Where do I even get my ticket? Where do I get to the ticket office bit? And then they're just on the side somewhere next to a front desk but you go to the front desk and they look at you like we, we work here like <coughs> I don't know I don't know where this boxing thing is and then you go to the left and they're all there good people are all there you get your ticket and then you get searched quickly and you walk through some turnstiles 
And then there's two double doors that look like go to, go to the actual where the ring is. But no, that's where the boxes walk through. Oh, right. But you, so you, everyone's trying to go through these double doors and the security is stopping them. And then there's boxes coming in to go through and it's just all over the place. And then, then <laughs> it's just... It's, it's, so it's the first bad. night running one there, wasn't it? I think yeah, it's, it was, it wasn't Yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't, it wasn't great. The bar situation, I didn't actually go in because it was like a big room just full of people and there was like a tiny bar at the top and I was just like, no, but I don't know who's queuing up for this. But <laughs> it, it was just, uh, it, I'm sure the next one, next week's one is going to be yeah. a lot more organised. But That's a cracking card next week as yeah. well. Although yeah. K nah, I think it's falling out. I think a lot, I think there's only one left. That's, um, yeah, there's only one more fight is on that there. Is that Camaro, yeah, Jeffrey That's falling. the only one. The rest are falling through. And I'm really disappointed about K's one, but that Danny Connor pulled out. Connor can't, he's a fucking cunt. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? The only shocking thing about that is the fact that you, your reaction was though you've not said worse things on the podcast than that before. Uh, yeah, no, I have. Um, right, okay. So I want to just step back a bit and speak about Smith Groves because obviously we weren't here last yeah. week. Um, right, so am I right in saying that you expected George Groves to win that? I, well, I think, yeah, on the provision that his shoulder was in one piece. Which I think it was. I think maybe there were mental doubts about whether he could handle. <clears throat> he didn't look. He didn't look like George Groves in there. Um, I thought he just looked. I've heard stories that he's not in love with boxing. I've heard people that are friends of friends of friends, however you want to put it, that have said he's his love for the sport isn't there anymore. Um, and I thought that reflected. Um, in the fight but the, everything saying that when takes you, away from Callum Smith which yeah, it shouldn't when, do when you say that do you mean in the, when you say in the fight do you mean from when he he got stopped no I thought from the first bell mm, I, don't um, I don't know right, should we I, have, I, think, I think he was fighting a good fight up until should we have um, find out what Terry thought about are we Smith doing this oh, I thought you were going to insert him in well, I was going to but it takes me fucking ages if I do it like that so <laughs> I really want to just play it down there's the about line. 20 minutes of voice I won't from play the big one this is only 45 seconds long Smith Groves didn't happen but I just don't think I think there was something not right about George I don't know if it's that he's fallen out of love with the sport I don't know if it was that the delays to it killed his enthusiasm but the delays affected him and they affected Callum Smith to be fair I, I don't think it was that he had a harder path to the final I just think that that shoulder coming out maybe it takes a year to heal don't know there were no left uppercuts there were no left hooks there was no real variety on that left side from George it was sad to see but take nothing away from Smith I don't think there's a version of Groves that would have beaten Smith that night so no kudos to Gallagher for getting it right, but I guess they've had that blueprint for years and they've been working on it. So, you know, kudos to them. But yeah, it pretty much reiterates what you said at the beginning. So what do you reckon to Callum Smith? Uh, do you enjoy watching him? Yeah, I, I, I thought I didn't expect him to be the way he was. You know, he was very compared to his last fight. You know, he wasn't. He wasn't. I, I didn't really. I wasn't too impressed with his last fight against. Um, they had the kickboxer, Nicky yeah, Holdskin. Yeah, I weren't, I weren't too impressed with that. So I thought, you know, I mean, backing off what they're both their last fights, I thought if this version of Grove shows up, that was against you, bang, boxed very well. Yeah. We did, you know, I mean, he really had a good game plan to it. Compared to that version of Callum Smith that showed up, 
Gropes is going to win, even though they've got a size disadvantage. And you know, but he's got you know, I mean, he's got experience. How hard is it as a boxer? Not so that Nicky Holscomb fight was a last minute replacement. Mm. The guy was a a kickboxer turned boxer, Mm. hadn't achieved anything in the sport. How hard is it as a boxer not to box down to their level? So for Callum Smith, he might raise himself when he knows he's got a George Groves on the other side. Is it hard yeah. not to lower yourself when you know you've got a Nicky Holdskin? You're like, ah, it's yeah. meant to be Jurgen Bremer. It turned yeah. out to be... Maybe, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I'd go into it and just think, don't slip up. You know what I mean? Don't. He might be a replacement, but don't. He's still active. You know what I mean? Don't yeah. slip up. But everyone every, everyone goes into it a little bit differently. Or maybe I, maybe he might have been, in that fight, he might have just been like, oh, let me just get the rounds in because yeah. winning this, I do get to the final. I do, do Don't take someone. any risks. You know what I mean? So don't take any risk. And he might have neglected certain things, but in the end, yeah, I mean, he's lifted the trophy now. But it, I don't know. I don't really, I don't really experience it like that. Will, was, will there be anything in the fact that there was so much hype for the Groves-Eubank fight and then since then, Groves had his shoulder up to come come through. Uh, sorry, his uh, shoulder injury to come through. He's come through it. And then, look, just my, just my view of it was that, by comparison, the final, in inverted commas, of, the, of this World Boxing Super Series had less glitz and glamour around it than the semi-final. Is it possibly that Callum Smith's trajectory in this Super Series has, <coughs> has basically been one, one line going upwards and Groves has kind of hit his peak in the semi, maybe went in a bit sort of, you know, deflated. A, a best flatlined, possibly. Yeah. You know. yeah, but yeah but does, that, does, that, does that, to an extent, not come from where it was kind of staged? Uh, Dubai, you know wherever I mean? it was. That, Saudi Arabia. You know, Saudi Arabia. What was it? When they when he fought you, Ben, I was in Manchester. Yeah. yeah I can't it, even imagine how that was. That could have been. That would have been. That must have been. Yeah. You know I mean? And imagine doing doing that final in England. I feel, I just think that would have been better. I'm not saying, oh, that's why Groves was... I thought Groves did really well. I thought he was doing really well. And then Callum Smith came out. I think obviously he was retentative for the first three. And then he came out himself a little bit. And then when he, when he stopped Groves, I thought, I thought it was three rounds apiece. I actually thought Smith dominated the beginning. Groves seemed to sort of get the measure of him by yeah. three, four... Uh, and start to get his time and start to work out because Smith is a phenomenal athlete, isn't he? Yeah. Like shape wise, mm. he's huge. And he's, it's not like he's like young. It's not like he's no, he's like about 28. 26, 27, Yeah, yeah twenty eight. It's not like he's like oh, he's like twenty and he's yeah, going to yeah. grow in a little bit more. That's just why he's big and can hold the weight. He's solid there. And I thought, he's when I, when I was watching it, I thought. He's massive. He is. And I've stood next to him before and he's just a unit of a man. Like it's not even that he's quite um slim, he's quite broad. Yeah, it's it's just big. I mean it's just all rounded big and I thought, fuck that. But how much how much of a hard on did you get as a boxer when he did that catch with the left and then the counter hook Um, set grows up? um, I I I didn't really see it coming like because you're watching it like free flowing, and then yeah. all of a sudden, bang! And you're like, "Where did that come? What, what, where did yeah. that come from?" You don't really. There's slow motion replays of it. Are beautiful, yeah, isn't there? A lot, and then yeah, it was, it was really good. I think the stoppage was more impressive than the actual shot that hurt him. Yeah, he just he did instead of just head hunting. Like I've seen him, you've seen some of his stoppages. A lot of it, especially stoppages, not knockouts, stoppages. He's just head hunting for ages, and this one. He just went all over the... All he, over. That he right just, hook into yeah, the body. Yeah, ah. it was perfect. Yeah, the uppercut is every effort. It, was, it looked really good. It showed It showed a textbook way of how to get rid of someone. Because if you're just hunting one... If, if you've got them hurt, and let's say you hurt them to the body, and then you're just hunting the body, they can see everything you're doing. Because they know what... Do you know what I mean? They know what you're doing. They know what you, where you're going for. 
And that comes with like inexperience as well. Cause right. Your coach always says that if you hurt him with one thing, yeah, you're going to hurt him again. Just don't. Just go doing that. Do you know what I mean? You yeah. see it so often on the small hall scene. Yeah. Of, of um, oh, who was the lad? Uh, Ramez Mahmood yeah. stands out in my head. Um, the mag- uh, the mathematician. Yeah. And uh, he hurt one lad in a fight with a left hook to the body. I yeah. like, really hurt him, dropped him. And then when the lad got up and the fight carried on, that was the shot he kept looking for. Yeah. And you're like, look, Ramez, you, like, you got, you got you've got to like, go to something else to yeah, come you, back you, you to you it. Got, you, you, got, can't. You, got, you got to act like you almost have to, what my coach says to me is you always have to act like you haven't, you don't realise you've done it. So you just come back and you just, you act like you haven't even realised that you hurt him. Even if you hurt him, you put him, you haven't put him down, but you know, you, 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 you always, it's like, you can always tell you've hurt someone. They say I've hurt someone and they just move a little bit differently. And I know I've done it with, the, <laughs> I know I've done it with an overhand right. I'm not just going to overhand right everything. I'm just going to, I'm going to wait for it and act like I haven't seen it and then kind of make them do something else so I can land it again. But you can't do it straight away. You need to set the trap to get yeah, back so there. you set a trap. You know what I mean? It's, On that basis, there must have been bo- plenty of, t- of occasions where someone's gone down, they've got up, and their opposing boxer has then punched himself out trying to look for the I mean, killer. So many times. Yeah, I, I can imagine. I, Nick Parper. Yeah. When he, was you there? When he, when when he got iced by that yeah. Bulgarian or whoever it was. He hurt the guy with the right hand and the guy fell into the ropes, ran across the ring and Nick's run after him and he's gone to launch the same right hand. And, when he and the guy just bounced off, off the rope yeah, with the just, momentum of the... And, <laughs> and then just, with, with momentum of him going back and coming forward... Well, Nick's coming forward, it was just... It was, it was a disgusting... <laughs> like, I'm talking oxygen wow. knockout. Yeah. Oh. When, he, when he got hit, everyone went silent. And then yeah. all you can hear was his mum crying. It's your stable crying. mate. Your stable mate, Luke Robinson. He got fucking yeah. done, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, Boxing. Yeah. Watching, watching that back, actually, Boxing. with Luke. What happened to Luke? Watching that back, he got caught with two of a hand rights before it happened. And he just did never really didn't rise react. up to it. Yeah, he never rose up. I, I don't, I don't, he just... Maybe it didn't hurt enough or what. I don't, I, don't, I, don't think, I feel like he did everything right as well because I watched it back mm. and I thought, he didn't do anything wrong. He just, when he got caught, <laughs> that was just unfortunate. And again, that was like a meathead Bulgarian, oh, yeah, wasn't was, it? It was, he was, was roided like, no, off his yeah, tits, yeah, that, that geezer. Like, I would get fucking UCAD onto that kind <laughs> Yeah, no, that was, um, I saw, when I saw that, I thought, I yeah, that was bad. That was, that was one of the knockouts, right? I'm not even lying. From where Linus is to me, which is about a meter away, I'm sat that far away writing a fight report. Yeah, as Luke hits the floor and his eyes are looking at me, but he's not there. But he's not there. He's not there. But he's he's laying on the canvas with his eyes open. He's got stark blue eyes, hasn't yeah, he? He's got yeah, very yeah. very blue yeah, eyes. Blue. And I remember him just looking at me. And there's Brooke Stretfield, the the writer, sat next stays to me. Stays with you, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah it does stay with me because I know yeah. Luke. So I trained with Luke. I was training with you. And like I've sparred Luke and I played about with him, and he's a good fighter. He's a good fighter. He just got caught that night, for just mm. like a shot that from out of nowhere, from hell. But yeah, he was just laying there. I'm like, fuck, he's dead. Like, yeah, no, literally. Yeah, and it's scary. like they get scary, the oxygen yeah. over and they, you know, get him onto a safe position. And thankfully, you know, he's up on his feet and he's mm. okay. He's just, he's obviously like humiliated by it because he's there with all his friends and family and yeah, that. I mean, but yeah, he was yeah, okay. And, and the thing is, like. What's harsh is they don't, when they get up, there's some people, a lot of people don't know it's happened. So they'll get up yeah. and they'll think they're just getting up for the next round. So, like, they'll have them on a chair on oxygen. <laughs> and then they'll get up and they'll be like, what's, what's all this on me? And they kind of get up and then they're like, wow. oh, next round, is it? And then, yeah, and then, and then yeah, get, mate, then off told, you go. Yeah, then they get told, like, <laughs> wow. Like, does, that, does that sit in your head as like a concern that that could happen to you? Oh, all the time. Does but it? It's, one of those things is like if you're a horse rider, you know, at some point you're going to fall off. 
you, you know the risk of falling off is there, isn't it? You know what I mean? There's a risk of falling but off. Like in, in boxing, there's a risk of getting knocked out. Is it a motivation or a fear or both? Like a motivation, I don't want to be that guy that ends up. It's not. It's not the embarrassment factor. It's the something it can it can really leave. I've seen people get knocked out and they're not the same fighter after it. Yeah. Not just because no matter how much they train after and everything, they're just not the same. That I've seen someone <laughs> um, get knocked out in the amateurs and change his whole style completely. Really? He, he was a he was like a Ricky Hatton. Start again. Yeah, and then when he got knocked out, he just changed to. I don't even. He turned into like a really good. Not saying Ricky Hatton style weren't good boxing, but he turned into just a really defensive boxer right yeah. after. Like instantly. He just had no. As soon as he woke he, up. Yeah, he, so, right. he, was, yeah <laughs> he, just went, he just went, I'm not doing it again. I'm just going to change. Wow. He changed completely. And I was just like, <laughs> you know what? And I just start, I don't, you don't, I don't want it because. What's the worst you've been hurt in a fight? Um, in the amateurs, I got hit. I got hit. And um, he, it's, it's like, it's weird, it's a weird feeling because it, it, I was fighting this man. I was like, maybe like 20, coming up to like one of my last amateur fights and everyone was there, my mum, everyone was there. And I was fighting in front of Frank Bruner at one of his shows. Yeah. And um, I was moving around, bossing, bossing the fight, first round. And um, last 10 seconds came, I heard the bell go. And then I, I went to stab a jab to the body, I stabbed it. And as I come back, he just crunched right over the top of me and caught me like right on top of my head yeah. in the temple and just whacked me and I, and I felt it and I thought oh it's nothing I walked this one off and as I stepped back I just jellied I went everywhere I was <laughs> literally trying to like walk and I couldn't it was just like he come oh. by I see, I see three of him running straight after me and I thought oh shit <laughs> so, I'm like, so I tried to like you know style out like I'm fine and grabbed him and got through the round Walked to my corner, stumbling still. Like, I couldn't get my legs right. I sat in the corner for a good minute. And he's like, this isn't your corner line. I literally <laughs> sat, in, sat in the corner for a solid minute. My coach was talking and I could not hear a word. Could, could, I didn't hear a word he said. Got up and all he said, all I remember hearing was like, yeah, you're in a fight now. Out you go. I got up and I still stumbled. I, like, I, still, I was still Jeez. hurt for a good still two minutes. Like, solid. I weren't okay. But I still won the fight. But I... Just weren't okay for so long. I was, I was just no like, wonder, no wonder, really, <laughs> if that happens repeatedly, that people are just m- a mess. After yeah, it. I mean that's yeah. just it. Just go seems to go without saying. Does that yeah. give you confidence though? That you've been crunched with that right hand. It's fucked you up, yeah. and yet you've got through that round. You sat down. You don't really remember the next round, mm. and you've still won the fight. But like those powers of recovery and yeah, it's because it's just fitness as well. You know, like I've I've never put anything in my body that would. Kind of hinder that, you know. I've Bullshit! Never... You used to go out on a piss all the time. I know that. How, many, how long was that ago? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you said you ago. never. You said you never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> uh, and, it, and it helped a lot. And um, you know, just like coming up now, I I fought that Owanko on um the cut and that guy easily that day he would have been light heavyweight. So that was the Easy. fella that um, fucked up William Webber, didn't yeah. he? Like early on in William's he career. Hit. And William's a good fighter. Yeah. And it was on the Matchroom show, wasn't it? Like yeah. his debut, I think, or yeah. second fight. And you can see, like, he just, he can hit. Mm. And I felt that. in the first, I literally hit me in the first round. And when he hit me, I, it, it weren't like, how can I say it? It weren't, it was a bit of a weird feeling. I was like moving about. I was like, you know what? I could tell he was hit strong because... When I went to hit him, when I when I like down to jab him, I jabbed him in the stomach, and it felt like hitting a solid fucking wall. <laughs> wow. And I thought, 
You know what? I hit him. And normally when I, like, I, I stab it in such a way so it would more or less go right into you. I stabbed him in it. My hand, my hand just bounced off. And so you I go to like, punch through? Yeah, yeah. Go right through his stomach. Especially when it's the body. I go right through it. And I, and I went to hit him and I stabbed him to it and it just, shot came right up my arm and I thought, oh my God, like what on earth is he made of? <laughs> and I thought, you know what? It'll be fine. Let's just break him down. About 10 seconds later, he's whacked me right over the top as I'm like trying to duck away. I was trying to move away. Like you might see it in the clip somewhere. I was moving around him. He's throwing a left hook and I've got under it and I've gone to go to the right, but I've left my hand down and he's just hit me and I've stumbled a little bit, but I got out of it. I was fine. I was walking away, but the referee saved me a little bit because he's um, ran over and he's gone to hit me, but he slapped me. So the referee's gone and stopped it and gone, yeah, giving him warning. And I've walked off thinking, thank fuck. <laughs> I've walked off thinking, oh shit. And I'm like, oh, look. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm, I feel fine. I'm fine. Let me. I just get through it. But yeah, from that, I thought, you know what? I could probably take a shot. I don't want to, but I probably can. Yeah, but I know that man is a big man. He's a big man. He's a light heavyweight going Easily. into the ring. He, that night, he was a light heavyweight because I'd only put on like two, three kilos. He'd put on about 10. Easily. Yeah. I looked at him and I thought, it's not the same person at the weigh-in. It's not. It, it can't be. <laughs> he's, he's like a good body. It's like he ate the person. Imagine when they feel like when they see Canelo when he used to come out. Like, the next day, it looked like Canelo's bigger brother comes out. He's bodybuilding brother. The Megazord <laughs> comes out. You see him, like, edging up to the scales. Like, <laughs> an, old, yeah. like an old, withered man. I'm going to fucking do this, bloke. Comes yeah. out the next day. <laughs> Looks like that fucking like that when the when the, all the Decepticons went together and, and the Transformers <laughs> and they came out that giant thing, fucking madness. But you're one of the few boxers that actually um, I know this through chatting with many. You're one of the few that only or will say when they've been hurt in fights. Yeah. So often boxers are like, nah, nothing ever hurts. No, no, I've, I've never been hurt. In a fight. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's not. It's, you know what I mean? Look, we, 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 the sport we're actually doing in black and white is punching each other in the face. Yeah, or so body. To say, yeah, or the body, yeah. or punching each other in general. So to say, oh, I've never been, I, I don't get hurt. Mm. So, yeah, uh, so yeah, many though. So many keep that story up of like, I've never been hurt yeah, in the no, ring. I've, I've had times where, um, what fight was it? I think it was when I fought Demetz. And he was just on me. He was just on me like a fucking swarm of bees, you know what I mean? And he was on me, on me, on me. And I remember I caught him. I caught him. I might have caught him with an uppercut. And then as I threw the uppercut up, he threw like something to my body. And then when he caught me, I thought, that doesn't tickle. That, that kind of, that, that hurts quite a bit. And then I kind of just had to like walk that one off. You that was your highlight like, real knockout yeah, though, wasn't it? It was one of those. It was just like, I, I mean, I'm not afraid of saying I've been hurt. I've been hurt. Everyone, everyone gets hurt. It's, yeah. You know what I mean? Someone can go, oh yeah, oh, he gets hurt. Well, that's fine. You got to catch me. So, do you know what I mean? That's a but actually, fight. That was the one you ended with that highlight reel yeah. knockout, wasn't it? It yeah. was folded him on the ropes. It was, it was uh, bad, wasn't it? Yeah, that was impressive. If, if an extraterrestrial came down tomorrow and you need to explain the human race, boxing's a great place to start with. Like, this is how complicated humans are. Knock him out! Knock him out! Knock him out! Someone gets knocked out. Oh God, I hope he's okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much how yeah. boxing is. It's so fucking yeah. mad. Um. Okay, going back to Smith Groves, where next for both of them? I have heard um, from someone, we'll remain nameless, they're working on for next year uh, Smith versus Triple G. Whether it happens or not, I don't know. Uh, looking at May time, because Anfield has now got a license to hold boxing matches. Um, right. He's a scouser. I've heard they're working on Triple G. So obviously we'll come on later to the Canelo field and stuff, but there's stories that Triple G would go up 
super middle and fight Smith. Clearly, if that's May time, you're probably looking at something for him. January, February, probably a soft defence somewhere. He's... Echo Arena, get him a soft... I can see him getting shot down here, potentially. But is Triple G the sort of new Pacquiao in as much as a bit of a spent force now? Do we care about Triple G fighting? Yes, I do, because you can still make that case that he beat Canelo. I'm not saying he did, I'm just saying you can make that case that he beat Canelo. Right. So if we care about Canelo, we care about Triple G by proxy, surely. Like, I still want to see him fight. Yeah. I want to see him fight Charlo. That came out of the WBC convention that the eliminator is Charlo versus Triple G to fight Canelo. Fucking that is a fight. Like Charlo. Scary fight as well. Yeah. I genuinely don't know how that's going to go. No, I don't think it will happen. Yeah. I think one or the other will go an alternative route. But if that comes off... Of course I care about Triple G. Now, I don't care about Triple G necessarily fighting, I don't know, another David Lemieux. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I just yeah, want to see yeah, him in so. super fights at this yeah. point. Like, either that or, I'm not saying retire because he shouldn't retire. He's still clearly got bundles of skill, bundles of talent, bundles of heart, power. Else kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Not, yeah, don't, don't have a, don't, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. Don't, don't have a David Lemieux, don't have a spike. Mm. Yeah, exactly, have, yeah. You know what I mean? Have, have either top level or just go, to another way that's, what, yeah. level, yeah. that's what you don't want and in five years time six years seven years time they're still hanging on the scene and then it's like Triple G versus Charlo and you're like now now everyone get invested <laughs> no <laughs> you know I'm just yeah I just I want to see him now just have super fights yeah. same as Canelo like Canelo we'll talk about the Rocky Fielding stuff like that's come out of left field that's come yeah. from absolutely nowhere Canelo going up to super middleweight, fighting for the WBA regular world title, which is just mad. Like Callum Smith is the legitimate WBA champion. Rocky Fielding's not being disrespectful. He's the second tier yeah. world champion. So like, it's a funny one, isn't it? Yeah. So I'd imagine really when unlike Golden Boy doing that. <laughs> when Gilberto Mendoza at the WBA though got yeah. that phone call saying we're gonna put on fucking this fight. Gilberto Mendoza must have jizzed himself. <laughs> like, the thought of getting 3% of the sanctioning fees for a Canelo fight, for a regular title, that's insane. Mm. Absolutely insane. But, like, that fight has come out of nowhere. And fair play, I've seen loads of people on Twitter, Coogan Cassius, Lee and Terry being one of them. I'll call you out on it, Terry. People saying the criticism that Rocky Fielding's getting. I've not seen one person criticise Rocky Fielding. I haven't seen Not it. one. I haven't I've seen, seen, I've people... seen everyone giving props. And I'm giving props as well. A hundred percent. I think you've set yourself up for life for this fight. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully. hopefully. It's a dream opportunity. Madison mm. Square Garden's headlining. Yeah. It's Canelo. Whether you win or lose, like, who cares after that in that yeah. you've got all those things and plus it's not like he can't cut. if he loses to Canelo he can come back here and still be absolutely, yeah, still do absolutely. and if he beats Canelo well, wow that's it wow you could do what you That'd want it'd be incredible end up being like absolutely it. become you a headline it. act everywhere around the world at that 100%, 100%. point 100% anywhere around the world and nobody will talk about his first yeah. round loss to Callum Smith everyone would talk about the time that he beat, beat Canelo, Canelo. Yeah. and so I've not seen one person actually criticise it. I've seen people I've say seen, it's a mad fight. I've yeah, seen people I've say... I've seen people like, oh yeah, I hope fucking St. John's Ambulance is ringside. You know what I mean? I hope... Everyone's like, yeah, worried about it. So everyone's just basically saying that he's going to get beaten up. I think he and will get beaten. That's, 
because Canelo, to say, Canelo comes into the ring like a light heavyweight yeah, anyway, doesn't yeah. he? So we've been saying it for years that he's been cheating the system, fighting at light middleweight, coming yeah. in as a super middleweight. Yeah. So now he's going up, he's taking, let's be honest, the softest looking of the super the middleweight easy, yeah, the world champions. There, yeah. yeah, and it keeps him active. He's fighting in December. Um, I think it's smart for everybody involved. I yeah. think MTK with Rocky Fielding have done a good job there. I think Canelo and Golden Boy have done a good job there. It's a fight. People will turn up for a Canelo fight. It doesn't really matter it who's in the other court. So coming off the back of those two Triple G fights, mm. taking Rocky Fielding makes so much sense, even if it's come out of absolute left field. Like Nobody this time last week would no have been one. talking. No. I, I, when I saw it, I went, wait, wait a minute. Let me just refresh that. <laughs> Like, that could not be right. I thought my phone froze on like Rocky Fielding and Canelo. Like, yeah. I just thought, what the hell? Where did that come from? And I was just like, you know what? Fair play. It's beautiful. Last yeah, time I, I sh- last time I shocked like that was when Khan fought Canelo. And it yeah, came yeah. out of nowhere. Or when yeah. uh Triple G fought Brooke and that came yeah, out of nowhere. Yeah, that came out of nowhere as well. Um but this isn't as mad as either of those two. Yeah, like yeah, this, both this of those is just well out of blue. This is like Rocky Fielding, what? Both of those two fights were absolutely fucking stupid. Like, stupid. Sacrificing Brooke in that way. Sacrificing, well, Khan sacrificed himself. himself. Yeah, yeah. He was was managing himself. That was his own stupidity. And he had ties with Golden Boy anyway, so you say he sacrificed himself, but he made, he probably made stupid. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but he could have got serious, he probably did get seriously hurt. Whereas, every fucking fight, doesn't he? (laughs) For Fielding, I don't think he's, there's not a massive risk he's going to get Seriously hurt? Nah, you can see. But I, I think, I think to, to to find an argument for him winning this fight is very hard. I, I don't size. See. Size is what yeah, he's got. Natural yeah. size, but I, I don't. See, I mean, I don't. I don't see him winning the fight. I hope he does. Yeah, but it's one of. Those, I feel like it's one of those things where you you're gonna give him a chance in a fight just because you really really want him to win. Yeah. See, I'm not it. someone who I don't back someone because they're British. I back someone. Because they seem quite all right. Yeah, and yeah. Rocky Fielding seems perfectly all he's right. Sound, he's well sound. Have you met him? Yeah. And we sparring him soon, this one. Are you? My next fight, yeah. And Billy Joe and Carl Brook. Awesome. Actually. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. So no, like. That. that. Okay. Should, we, uh, should, we, should we hear what Terry has to say about Yeah, I'm going to go for piss while I should do that. Classically. Rocky Fielding is a good fight for both sides. And anyone who disagrees is an absolute hater. Neither of them had anything better to do in December. Why not make a bit of money? Canelo, 168 belt, leaves him in position to challenge the other 168 champions. I sense he probably doesn't have access to the names he'd have wanted at 168, so he'd, he'd have loved a DeGale fight, but DeGale hasn't got a belt. Uskut's guy's probably a bit too much for Canelo at this stage. Groves obviously washed up and you don't really want to fight Smith. There's no there's no mileage in that. Gilberto Ramirez, no mileage in that fight really. And then you're looking at I think it's Benavides. Don't know if he still has his belt, but what's you know, they might be signed to the same stable. So essentially you're looking at a very small pool at one sixty eight to go with. But at least he's done it and he's taken a fight with Fielding and Fielding gets to make life changing money. That's fantastic. All you can ask yourself is why Golovkin never did this. He made Kel Brook come up, but he never went up. So I'm I'm 100% behind this fight. I think it's a great fight. And it adds to us looking like a really packed December. So, you know, as a boxing fan, don't complain that you don't get the fights that you want when you suddenly get a packed December like this. 
Linus, you winced then at a specific part of that. He tried to downplay Golovkin and say, oh, he, did, he, did, he made Kel Brick come up, but Canelo didn't make Rocky Field. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not hearing that. I'm not hearing that. Fuck off. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even going to give an argument for that. I'm just going to say, yeah, piss off, Terry. <laughs> You're a keyboard warrior. He's only saying it when he's not here. <laughs> <laughs> Linus wouldn't say it to his face <laughs> some people would say he's not here to defend himself I don't give a fuck about that I just like people saying what they feel <laughs> you mentioned there about um, you'll be sparring fielding did you say Saunders yeah Brooke yeah. What, are you going up to Dom Ingle's gym or yeah something? we're going to uh, the plan is to go up to Sheffield at some point in the next four weeks and um stay up there for a few days and just spar more. How does that come about? Is that through Terry Stewart? Yeah. Uh, he's He works with Jake. Jake Paul. Jake Paul, yeah. So obviously who's now with Ingles. Yep. Now we have that connection. Oh, there. okay. So that's, that's just how that's come about. Cool. Because I mean, you've got um, James DeGale in your yeah. gym. Which is who we sparred the other not too long ago. Yeah. So, so like, I suppose with, with say Brooke and Saunders, you probably lost that fear factor. Having now sparred to Gale, like plenty of times, I'm guessing, yeah. as well, because it's been when, a year yeah, or so. Well, yeah, it? when I thought, you know what, the fear factor, I don't know why. I really don't know why. I don't know why it happened, but I, I, when, I when I sparred to Gale, I weren't really worried about it. Yeah. When I sparred, I was more worried. When I sparred Jake Ball, weren't worried about it. When I, the only time I've really ever been so worried was when I sparred John Ryder. Down in the match room, yeah. Gym. I couldn't tell you why. I, 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 that's just how I just I, I got there the whole day. I was just so worried about it. Not like not worried about getting hurt. Just I don't. I just don't know. I just maybe, <laughs> maybe it's because I don't know. Maybe maybe it's because I didn't know a lot about John Ryder. Maybe it's right. because I never really watched him too much. Do you know what I mean? No disrespect. I just I didn't even really know too much about him. So maybe the fact that I didn't know a lot about him or I hadn't really seen him a lot, maybe seen him in certain occasions, I hadn't seen him too much, made me really worried about it. But it, when I got in there, like the first time, I was like, oh, shit. I was really in my shell. The second time, I was a lot better. But the fact that I was <coughs> that worried, I've never been that worried about anything boxing yeah. ever. So I was really, really... When I got in, I was just like, oh, my God. What, what the fuck is this? You, you were sparring DeGale in the build-up to the, the fight he lost, weren't you? The yeah. first time round, when he lost his world Truex, title yeah. to Truax. Mm. When you were sparring him in the gym, did you think there was something up? Like... Did you feel there was any risk that he was going to lose? Because it was meant to be a walkover, wasn't no, it? it was... I, I didn't. I didn't feel like there was a risk that he was going to lose at the time. Uh, I didn't feel like there was any risk. But when after he did lose and um, he came back, he looked. He looked. He came back in straight away. He came back in like the week after, and I sparred him on the both like the fight week and the week after. He looked 50 percent better. After so much better after. And I don't know what that was. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because he lost now. He's got more something to... Right. Something to Avenge. Get back now. Yeah, so he had more fire in him. But I don't know. I don't think he was nursing an injury. Because um, his arm was getting better. Every time he sparred his arm, his right arm was getting better. I just... I, I, I don't know. Maybe... Maybe he took his eye off. He just said when he got in, he just didn't feel like himself. But there weren't alarm bells for you as like a James DeGale uh, fan. That yeah, when, when, I, when I was in there with him, I'd be moving around with him. I thought, yeah, I thought he looked great. I thought he looked good. I thought there were times where he could turn it up a little bit more. But at the same time, I did think maybe he's just being careful because it's close to his fight now. Yeah. And as soon as the fight was done and then he got back in the fight to, for the next one to get that title back, he looked so much better. And I just, I'm really still trying to put my finger on what 
what happened? <coughs> why, why were you like that? And he was just, I he didn't really have, like, he didn't really give me, he was just kind of like, I don't know, I just, I just, I felt, it looked like, it felt like someone just sucked all the talent out of me. I don't know what to say to you. Do you know does, what I mean? I just, does he take it easy on you in the, the gym because you're relatively a novice? Or does he go hard on you because you're relatively a novice? Or uh, um, a bit of both, a bit, a bit of both to an extent. He's very, he's very clever. He's very clever. So you know, we'll be sparring, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna go all out because I'm trying to learn. <laughs> I, I want to learn. You know what I mean? So I'm, I don't want him to take it easy. If you're giving him too much respect, he'll be like, oh sweet, this is a walkover, and he'll just walk. He won't do anything really yeah. for the whole round if you're not going to do anything to him. So if you're going to put it on him, he's going to put it back on you, and I, that's what I, that's what I do with him, and. He's very, he's very clever. He knows how to take a rest. He know he's very crafty. But he knows what he's doing, and I learned just off watching it. So we're spar- I'll be sparring him, and he won't take it easy at all. He won't. He, I tell you, he didn't take it easy on me and Brad the other day, and um, that was good. I, I didn't mind that. That was fun. It's good to move around with him because you're watching. You're, you're, you're looking at it, and you're thinking, this is a world elite level yeah, fighter. Yeah. And sometimes you make a miss. Sometimes you hit him, so, and you're like. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm able to do this. That you know, I don't know. It's just a weird feeling. It's a weird feeling to be living with someone of that level. But I remember when you know I came I mean? down and sparred with you guys, and there was like you and Brad and Kay, mm. Luke, and then I remember the best shot I ever landed in your gym was on Ellis Terry's <laughs> son. Yeah. Who Ellis at the time is a fucking child. He's yeah. like 15 probably. He's a big child. He's, yeah, he's not a child. Yeah, yeah. Best shot I landed was on a child. Yeah, yeah. And I'm <laughs> yeah. proud of that as well. <laughs> he was standing by the vending machines and I clocked him. <laughs> in his school uniform. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like in the ring and I fainted a shot and then threw an overhand right yeah. and caught him right on the chin. And I just remember his old man, your coach, Terry, yeah. stood on the outside of the ring going, ah, Martin got you. Yeah. <laughs> and I was so proud like this right yeah. hand I've landed on him. And that must be how it is when you, like to me, because Ellis has got this decent amateur upbringing yeah. and he's a good fighter. And I was like, yeah, fucking brilliant. I came out of that buzzing because not that I, I'm not saying by any means I bossed him through the round or whatever. Mm. I'm just saying I had a, a bit of success I hadn't had before. Mm. Like it, that must be the same for you then when yeah. you're in with a world champion. Yeah, the, like, the last time we spied it got, it, it, not, not here. We never get here. We, we, get, we get along quite well, to be fair. I was laughing about stuff the other day and um, we're sparring and we're moving around. We were scared. We was meant to do five. But we ended up doing eight. Me and him ended up doing eight because it got to like five and it was good. It was good scrap. It was really good. It was just going for it. I was like, you know what? I don't really give a shit. And <laughs> neither does he. And it's just kind of like, he's, I don't know. I think he's, I, I don't know. He was just like, yeah, watch, I'm going to be different today. He was well up for it. And he was, he was really different. He was different to what he normally spars like. And I was just like, fair play. And then it got to a point where we're just, it was good. It was a good scrap. And then it got to five rounds. And Terry goes, you're coming out. And James is there like, yeah, one more, one more. And I was just like, yeah, all right, fuck it, one more. And it just went like that for like the next three rounds. And I'm like, yeah, fuck it, one more. We're talking to each other. Talking to each other in the ring. He's talking shit. And I'm talk- but it's all, it's friendly. It's, it's not, I want to know what you're saying. It's not, it's, it's literally like, yeah, he's like, yeah, come then, hit me. Hit him. He hit me back. And we'll just start. I'm like, yeah, is that it? Is that it? What's happening? <laughs> yeah. And you know what I mean? We're talking shit. Talking shit. Like, come yeah, on. Yeah. Come on. I'm like, yeah, what? You know, world champion, world champion, yeah. And just like talking shit to each other, but it's all friendly because it's not like that. There's no needle there. Yeah. It's like him and Cash. When him and Cash sparred, yeah, there was some needle there. Really? It was pretty bad, yeah. But yeah, it's not really my place, is it? But, yes, uh, it is. Here's yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I'm, I'm, I'm comparing the difference. You know, I mean? Felix I'm Cash were talking, <laughs> yeah, Felix, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, intrigued, there was, man. There was, there was, yeah, there was a lot of needle there. I don't know. They just kind of went at each other. It was, uh, it was quite fun to watch. 
I don't know how it sparked. I don't know how it started, but it was it was pretty funny to watch. <clears throat> it's quite weird when you're talking about this and like Linus sparring a world champion. Like to try and give a picture of where this is, it's just down a high street, mm. like in a gym that you wouldn't even know the gym's there. I find mm. it bizarre that like James DeGale trains there in this place that you wouldn't even know was there. It's like plain sight, isn't it? Like yeah, yeah, you're sight, right. Um, and you know, it's just standard like 60p an hour parking or whatever on this road that you have to then like. Just weird, isn't the it? thought of James DeGale as a world champion having True, to go along yeah. there park up put his money into the he park. he passed right in front of does he <laughs> he just, just slums his car in front of everyone and you're like <laughs> who's put that fucking giant almost range over there <laughs> you know I mean? he's, like oh. like Mario Balotelli when they said that he had he had to employ someone to pay his parking tickets because he just <laughs> pulled up in places in London and just got out of his car they're like yeah. you can't park there <laughs> I can <laughs> when they pulled it I always remember that that Strew, they pulled him over. Marib- I- I've gone on tangent here, but I just love the story. The policeman pulled Maribelli over in his car, and he had like something like twenty grand on the seat in cash. The policeman went, "Why have you got twenty grand on the seat?" And he went, "Because I'm very rich." <laughs> <laughs> that's, pre- that's pretty good. All right, that's, that's excellent. Going, mate. <laughs> that's excellent. I fucking love it. But yeah, you, you kind of—I don't know—you almost expect it to be a bit. In your mind, you sort of expect them to pull up to the glitzy glamour world champions gym and they pull up and there's all allocated parking. And like when I went to Barcelona's ground, there's blokes on their knees pulling out tiny little weeds through the <coughs> grass. You kind of expect that. Yeah, no, you? it's a pure spit and sawdust kind of wow, place. That's cool. uh, you wouldn't know it was there. And if you knew it was there, you wouldn't assume a world champion was training there. And future world champions as well, you know, like Brad Pauls. <laughs> <laughs> He didn't even see the tokenistic hand gesture to him. Like, You're getting knocked out later, mate. Um, right, so we've covered we've covered uh, Smith Rowe. Did we? Because uh, giving me the finger. <laughs> because we moved on to Fielding Canada. Did we cover what happens to Groves next? Because I think we went on to Smith. Mm. Nah, do we really know what Does happens it, is to he, Groves? Is he? Can you see him bowing out? There's a possibility, in my opinion, of when Newbank. Or DeGale fight in December. He fights one of them. Well, I don't think he fights Eubank, but I think the goal really now is DeGale. So I think now he's waiting on DeGale. There's so a lot of talk. That's the only... <coughs> like a big money fight. Where, where, where else, who else is he going to fight? There's that? a lot. There's a lot of talk, and I'm not going to ask you, Linus, because it's unfair, about DeGale versus Eubank in December, which is going on and on. So to me, like, it's got to be the... Like he's got a hope the Gale wins that fight, and then in that, April yeah. May time he takes the Gale, and then they yeah. both walk away from the sport with a golden handshake, yeah, with a bit of money, and yeah, yeah. Let's just get out of here now. Do you know? What yeah, I mean? yeah, do it on the trilogy, and yeah. you're both done. And hopefully they can go off and retire with a pot of money. Yeah. That's got to be the aim for Grove, surely. Like, like, there's got yeah, to be a point in, your, in boxers' careers, unless. Unless the the peak of the sport is just out of reach that they've got to chase, there's got to be a point where they think to themselves, right, not really going to achieve much more. I just want to get out with my health and enough and some wealth. That's yeah. So like for De Gale, he had Ustergai, didn't he? As his mandatory. Ustergai. Like, do you know Ustergai, Andy? I've he heard the, the name. Is he the guy that got? I've heard of the name. That's it. He's else? the one who got Durrell's. done by Darrell's yeah, uncle yeah. in the corner. Ah, um, okay, I'm aware of him. That's about it. But you're aware of that. So Uster guy's not going to get James millions and millions of pounds. So he got no. rid of the belt. 
and just he said I want like big fights now, like money fights. I completely respect that. Like yeah. as and much he's as honest about it as well. Yeah, yeah, as much as like as a fan, you want to see like oh, no nah. fight whoever's coming. But no, what's yeah, the point? Actually, you exactly. Know, James has given exactly en- what's the point? James has given enough to the sport. Same yes. as yes. same as George has given enough to the sport. That at this point, I think we can just go. Oh yeah, you take the fight that gets you the most money that you can retire the earliest and go safely. And then go do your thing. <clears throat> Yeah, fair enough. Okay, that's that in a box. Imagine being famous and getting a sucker punch by the guy you fought's uncle. <laughs> Other than that, nobody knows you. <laughs> it's harsh, isn't it? Oh, wait a minute. I'm sure there must be somebody coming out of that Conor McGregor, Khabib, blah, 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 blah. He's going to get famous, isn't he? Whoever fucking sucker punched Conor last night. Yeah, but did you see Conor go for his coach? Yeah, so they went up on the I, cage. I never saw it until I watched it again. And then you see Conor go to go up on the cage and then the coach go to go up on the cage. Conor looks over and goes, yeah, fuck you. And then it turned yeah. into like, something. Like, and then it just because I thought, oh, why are they attacking Connor for? Like he's already been, he got his ass kicked. Yeah. Leave him alone. And then I watched that. And I thought, oh, okay. But it was almost yeah, like you. something out of Gladiators, wasn't yeah. it? Where you got the two blokes set up on a, a, yeah. <laughs> like a sucker punch. What I didn't understand was there's a bloke who I don't know who he is, and you probably won't know either. But bloke who ch- climbed over in like a red hoodie. Yeah, him? that was one of Khabib's right. team apparently. Ah. Yeah, so he did like that because from Connor, the crowd. No, so yeah. if you watch it from one angle, Connor looks really unlucky that basically he's just stood there trying to recover from his fight. Well. He looks like this. Yeah. And then and, he just gets whacked and he like gets a sucker punched yeah. from behind by this geezer <laughs> in the red top. Two times as well, I think it was. But you watch it from the other angle and it's the bit Linus is just saying about it. You know where Connor runs up and we're going off onto UFC yeah. well, you shouldn't, but... Where Khabib's already jumped over, everyone's kind of watching from there. And yeah, Connor goes to run over as I well and goes to jump when, on it. And then they sort of almost... His there's, trainer straddles the octagon, doesn't he? Yeah. And starts punching yeah, down. But yeah, but the thing is, so, Connor goes to jump over and then he gets grabbed. The only reason he didn't go over because he got grabbed and kind of dragged ah, back in and he's right, hanging okay. off it like that. Right. Then the trainer goes to jump over and that's when that exchange happens. Right. But you know how Connor's just been knocked out? Like... He needs looking after at that yeah. point. He needs somebody to yeah, right, go yeah, and yeah, like... Yeah, well, he got choked, ex- didn't he? Got yeah, choked. Yeah, he got choked. Because the oxygen test... Yeah, but he wasn't the... What the active flare was Khabib. That's what needed to be contained at that time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I get yeah. that. But like, I just thought Connor needs looking after. Yeah, like, so needs- someone needs to go and get the oxygen on him, make sure he's okay. Yeah. And instead, the motherfucker's like jumping up on a cage, trying to start a fight with someone else and then get sucker punched. I thought, this is madness. But it reminded me a little bit. <laughs> That JJ Madonna Chris Eubank fight last weekend on the undercard of Smith Groves. I don't even see. I don't even. Right. So they finished the fight, and JJ Madonna at the end of the third or the fourth round is like, nah, my shoulder's gone. It's done. Like, and so it's a really weird ending to the fight. The Eubank's just warming into it a bit. And Madonna's like, Madonna's the guy that beat Jake Ball. Do you remember when Jake Ball got tossed mm-hmm. over the top of the ropes, basically, and dumped on the outside, like, indignantly? This is JJ Madonna, the same guy. Traveller guy, like, big fella, looks tough as fuck. Yeah. Like, not somebody you'd, you'd want to run into. He's like a, t- a smaller Callum Johnson. Yes. Yeah. And so, like, Still he's terrifying. on... Yeah. So he's on his, uh, his stool, and, like, that's it. Fight's called off. And so they get him in the ring. This is, I say, on the undercard of Smith Groves. They get him in the ring and um, <laughs> they're doing an in-ring interview with the pair of them stood next to one another. And so the interviewer saying to Chris Eubank, Jr., he's like, you know, what did you think about it? And he asked JJ first, like, what's the problem? He said, oh, my shoulder's gone. Like, I just couldn't fight on. Asked Chris Eubank, like, what do you make of that? And he's like, 
you know, we're fighters. If you're hurt, you carry on. That's what you kind of do. He's not disrespectful or anything. Just says, like, you know, we're fighters. If your shoulder's hurting a bit, these people are here to see a fight. You kind of ought to be fighting on. At which point, JJ Madonna sparks back up and he's like, that's disrespectful. Let's fucking go now. Let's go now. <laughs> like, your shoulder's meant to be... <laughs> You've forgotten. <laughs> and so then it comes out that there's been all these messages. I'm not saying this is fact or anything like that. Been all these messages that are sent from like a group chat that basically someone says, Look, mate, I've had a heads up, put a few quid on JJ Madonna losing in the third round. <laughs> um, and the, the odds shrunk significantly in the build up to that fight as more and more people, I suspect, got hold of this message. And the, the query is whether it's the third, fourth round because he retired at the end of it. Um, and then I think a lot of bookies, Paul Altai, one of our listeners, um, works in a bookies and he put a message up saying they've basically been told do not pay out on any round betting for the Eubank Madonna fight. <laughs> so quite what's going on there, I don't know. But um, yeah, it was just funny. The in- See if you can find it somewhere. The interview after the fight where Madonna's like, oh, my shoulder's really bad. Eubank says something. He's like, what the fuck? Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Not really committed to the to the facade there. Um, right. Uh, do you want to talk about the Warren show? Yeah, so what we'll do, we'll start talking about the Warren show at, what are we, <laughs> seven o'clock on a Sunday? And then by the time we finished, it should be about two o'clock in the morning on a Monday because <laughs> that's the kind of way this shit goes. Right. Last time I was here, it was, isn't it? And that was pretty good, though. Yeah, yeah. I think we were talking about who was going to win the actual Super Series. Yeah. What did I say? George Groves. I think so. Yeah. I think, you I, said think it, I think nobody said. You Cadden said Smith. Smith. You said Smith was going to absolutely dominate him and uh, managed to get it through. And yeah. you said the final was going to be in Saudi Arabia. So <laughs> kudos to you, <laughs> mate. I, I, who was it? Was it Terry? I really hope it was Terry that said it was you, Banks, that was going to win. Was it Terry? It's probably Andy. Ooh. Or was it you? Yeah, let's could, go with Andy. Could have been me. Chuck him under the bus. It could have been. Uh, are, they, are they leggings, <laughs> by the way? No, they're just truckers. Oh. <laughs> in leggings. In I wish they were. That'd be amazing. <laughs> and he's just rocked up in <laughs> leggings. Thinking, I'm, myself, I'm, I'm suddenly uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> can, we, can, we, can we cut this short? <laughs> You're in my gaff, mate. <laughs> if I'm wearing leggings, that's your problem. Um, Serial picture collar. I'll idea. take him off. Shame my G string. Yeah. <laughs> so that Warren show. Right, we'll start off with a timing element. Let's get this out of the way. Goes on BT at half eight, eight forty-five. Not sure which. Because I think they had rugby to show beforehand. And they go on and they didn't finish until one o'clock in the morning, I think it was. Um, and the the reasoning, as far as I understand, is that they had the UFC on at one o'clock in the morning. So they wanted to go straight into back it. to back the yeah. box into the UFC. Right. What fucking idiot makes these decisions? Sit, like, what fucking idiot makes these well, whoever decisions? Whoever it is has been doing it for Warren shows for quite a while now. Yeah, because <laughs> oh, we've got. We're, We've got a fight. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh fuck, that fight's only got to the fifth round. Right, um, uh, uh, right. I've got an idea. Don't put any music on and leave everyone for 45 minutes in, in silence. Yeah? Yeah, nice one. All right. Standard. That was, that was, that, that's been... Those, whoever it is still ain't lost their job. <laughs> so, I mean, it normally happens by accident that a Frank Warren show goes on till one in the morning. This was by design. This was by design. Uh. But... Look, if I'm BT, right, I'm saying run it until midnight and then we'll put an hour of UFC build-up on. Like, 
there's enough build-up programming around a UFC fight that I don't need to be seeing Archie Sharp versus Leon Woodstock put on at midnight. What was, who was the winner? Archie Sharp on points. Yeah. Um, Sharp, he's he's excellent fighter, man. Yeah, I see yeah. Him, I see him at the <laughs> British Warriors show. He's excellent. He's very well schooled, am isn't he? Yeah. What's he? Um, what was that for? Was that WBO fight? European oh, uh, Tesco Value w- Belt or something. WBO oh, on a Frank Warren card. I know it's odd, isn't it? That it's is really weird. odd. Um, but yeah, like just to get that out of the way because it's it's a shambles. Like you don't have to show all of the fights. So you had Nicola Adams, you had Daniel she Dubois. Do? She won ten rounder on points. Daniel Dubois ten rounder against Kevin Johnson went ten rounds. Um, then you had. Um, Ahara Davis versus Jack Cattrall went the distance. How did you have that? I had it as I didn't give a shit by the end. I just wanted it to end. It was close. It was close. <laughs> it, was close. close. it was close, but I'd have given it to Jack. Yeah, uh, yeah. Not by a lot, but yeah, by two rounds. Neither that, of them. Neither that, of them yeah. did enough. And we'll, we'll touch on that fight yeah. quickly. But I found it really sad to watch. If I'm honest, I didn't enjoy watching it. Not because it was shit, which it was. But I didn't think Ahara Davis looked like he cared about boxing while he was in there. And he actually looked a bit sad and lost. And when they cut to the corner, you're thinking, like, I know he's left Tony Sims, but he's not gone anywhere. So he was training with Barry Smith at West Ham, wasn't he? Mm. But Barry Smith wasn't there last night. And so it's just a guy in the corner. The thing is, he wasn't. I don't think he was. (laughs) He hasn't been training with Barry Smith for a while now. Has he not? I know he went there. I don't know if he Yeah, he went there. He went there to kind of... I think he just went and went there to... (laughs) Uh, you know what I can tell you why he went there but it, yeah. he got with a few I know the, the people he got with now and I don't know I just think there was I nobody mean, I, think, I think he's fallen off a lot more than we think yeah because when you cut to Jack Cattrall you've got Jamie Moore yeah. in there um, you've got Nigel Travis both of whom are giving him sound advice hit to the body hit up down up down come around the side mm. you cut to Ahara Davis's corner and you've just got these blokes there going just be sharp. Just yeah, try really yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah. Like, do a really good... Like, do some boxing. Yeah. That's basically, like, what the advice was to a... Hard, <laughs> yeah. like, and he, 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 fought, he fought that just off his own talent. Yeah, and I yeah. felt really sorry for him, actually, yeah, if I'm I did, honest. I did. And it I don't hard, really... It's hard to watch, to watch that because I, I, I really thought he was just really going to... Do you know what I mean? Like, go all the way up. And it's... it's remember when he, when he fell... And he did really, he made, he did really well financially off the uh, Josh Taylor loss. I, I thought, yeah, things might go up from here, but it just, it just never did. It was a weird one because when he left uh, Matchroom, Frank Warren made a really big deal out of signing him. Like yeah. it was, but, a, yeah, but, yeah, but never televised him. Yeah, never televised him. No, he fought in Leeds, didn't he? Like yeah. off TV. Yeah, I was, I was so sure. I was like, what? Why would you do that? But they brought him in. Davis. They brought him in like a platinum uh, prospect, didn't they? And then then they just left him to rot for six months. And then you got that last night. And I just watching it, I thought this kid doesn't know what he's he's there for, other than to get the money. Never let that right hand go once. Like they talk about the power of that right hand, but he never let it go once. And whether that's because he was scared of Jack Cattrall coming back. You know, with the Southpaw, you could see they were clearly crossing feet all the yeah. time. I watched a video this morning saying if of him of him saying that uh, he didn't let the right hand go because he felt he was controlling it of his jab, which to an extent I won't argue too much, but you've got to do more than that. <laughs> you know I mean? You've got to do more than That's that. That's a ballsy uh, approach, Ahara, yeah. but I, I, I think it. I think I think don't get me wrong. I think he was doing well with his jab. I think he was doubling. I think he did a lot of things right, but I think he just could have done more to make it more convincing for him. 
biggest winner out of that fight was Josh Taylor. Oh. It made Josh Taylor look a million dollars. Because yeah. if you think that's the next two best, you know, if we leave yeah. Terry Flanagan to one side for a second, like out of the light welterweights in, in the UK, like if those two are the best, <clears throat> Josh Taylor would probably take them at the same time. <laughs> like, uh, I, I was just, it wasn't very good. <laughs> The whole show wasn't very good. The whole show was pretty wank. Meant to be sparring him as well, actually. Ahara. Taylor. Josh Taylor. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be fun. But that'd be difficult because he's a lot smaller than you. Although he's not, he's not shorter than you necessarily. Yeah, yeah. A lot quicker, but I don't know. It's just sparring, isn't it? Is your? All right, let's go off on a tangent again quickly. We love tangents. Is your sparring? for this Taylor Jones fight, which we'll come on to in a little bit, the Taylor Jones. Is it built around Tay or are you just going off getting all the experience you can right now? Just rounding off my game, really. We never, we never, we've never trained for someone. We've always trained to make us better. When I say us, I mean, you know, me, Brad, Sean, everyone in the gym, we've trained to make whatever we're weak at better and whatever we're strong at stronger. So you're training to be a better you in three years' time, exactly. not to Instead of be a better fight. you on December the 1st. Yeah, there's no point for that. then... That's the illusion of your training for just this one fight. Do you know what I mean? Like, if I say I'm training, oh, now I'm training for my southern area, I'm training for a 10 round. I know, I've been training for a 12 rounder since I was in the amateurs. I've been training for all that. I've been, that's how it's always been because I've seen a bigger picture. I'm, I can't, you can't train fight for, by fight. You need to train for kind of the end goal, the top of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, when you, when, when, life, when you get there, yeah, when you get there, it's not like, oh, okay, now we're fighting for a British we need to train for 10 12 rounds yeah it's not going to work it's just not going to work you're not going to it's not going to work yeah because training for Josh Taylor is very different to what Tay's going to bring because yeah. Tay's big strong ramrod jab um, you know he can punch hard like I'm not saying Josh Taylor can't punch hard but he's a like welterweight who moves very quickly he's got mm. brilliant angles high work rate etc yeah. it's going to be very different to what you get 100%. Um, no, 100%. But go back to the Frank Warren show. I think Terry dropped a voice note on this that I listened to earlier, which probably I can't be bothered going into it because I was bored shitless last night. Sure, Martin will do justice to the Frank Warren show more than I will. So <laughs> I'll keep it brief. I thought it was a good card and paper, very badly executed on the night. There wasn't anything there that told me that Frank doesn't have a lot of potential and not much excellence just yet. I'd be worried that none of his prospects are kicking on. And that's because of that classic Warren way of managing them, of just dragging them out through pointless fights. Take note, Anthony Yard. But we're now at the point where I think he's going to have to do what Hearn does and start matching people with opponents we care about because there's a lot of mediocre talent on that Frank Warren roster and they're not delivering on big pay-per-view nights. Felt for Hara Davis. I don't think he's over the Josh Taylor thing. I don't think he's over the leaving matchroom thing. I don't know what Barry Smith does for him in the gym. He hasn't learnt anything. I've never seen a guy circle into a southpaw backhand so regularly like O'Hara did. And then he wondered why he couldn't get his shots off. You know, Boxing 101. And he's a great kid. He's a great talent. But until someone teaches him how to box and stops being a fan of his, I just don't see how he progresses. These are worrying times for Hara Davis and his career because he's on that Adrian Broner path where yeah. we see what the talent is, but the execution yeah. is not where it needs to be. Who has a word with him? Don't know. People close to him need to grab him forcibly and say, this isn't good enough. You're blowing it because he is blowing it. 
But yeah, another warring show that finishes late. Didn't even see the Woodstock fight. It was that late. We all had to move on. But I guess this is just a Frank Tickover show. This is just one to to hopefully, you know, just disrupt the, the Hearn machine. So for what it was, great. It wasn't a pay-per-view. If you already had BT Sport, it was a bit of boxing to watch before the main action kicked off later in the evening. You nodding your head along to uh, Terry, basically warning that there could be wasted talent yeah. in there, Linus. Thoughts on that? Yeah, well, you know, I agree with him. So when he said the Agent Bruno, the whole Agent Bruno thing, you know what I mean? Great talent, excellent, you know what I mean? Well beat but just doesn't seem to, <coughs> doesn't seem to bring it, bring it out in when it, when it, when it's, when it, when it means anything, you know, it doesn't seem to bring it up. He's I'm not saying O'Hara doesn't, he lives like Bruno because Bruno's just reckless. But, <laughs> but, Fights um, at bowling alleys. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think he's just going to end up like Broner kind of thing. You know, he's just going to be fighting other good fighters, but as the... <laughs> like a gatekeeper. Yeah, as a gatekeeper. You know what I mean? He's going to be... He'll, you know, now he might, again, go for an international something. You know what I mean? WB, something international. And then someone else will come through and then he'll have to defend it against I, him. I think the sad realisation is that he won't be a gatekeeper at world level. He'll be a gatekeeper at British level. And I think there was so much more hoped for out of him. Yeah. Not necessarily expected because we know he didn't have that long amateur background, but hoped for out of him. Mm. And it seems to have fallen away a little bit. And I say last night, I was just... I was a bit sad watching it. Yeah, it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun because you're watching it and you're really... You're just, you just... I don't know. I, I don't know how to explain that, but I didn't, I didn't enjoy watching I it. Felt I felt I wanted him to do so well. Yeah, I wanted and, to go and give yeah. him a cuddle after yeah. like six rounds. Just just go in and give I, him I a really cuddle and like... So well. Go really on. I him to win it. And it was just like... Just, yeah, it wasn't fun to watch. Yeah, I wasn't bothered who won necessarily because I like Jack Catterall. I think he's yeah. a good fighter. He didn't perform that well either. Let's no, be perfectly honest. No, like he didn't do an awful lot, and no. the whole thing was a bit. By that point, I was emotional. It was like half eleven at night. I was ready for my bed. <laughs> emotional. <laughs> yeah, because right, fucking hell, I didn't get to watch the start of the Warren show. Because here's the thing, right? Last night, about half past eight, my son says to me, "We sat. I'm pissing about playing Fortnite with him." Son says to me, "I've got a birthday party tomorrow with Jemima." I'm like, when? He went. I don't know. It's fucking half past eight at night, mate. <laughs> so I end up, he has to ring this Jemima girl, his friend, and he's like, oh, it's 20 past 10 tomorrow morning. Wow. Like, oh, brilliant. Oh. I've got a Frank Warren card to get through yet. Oh. God's sake. Um, yeah, ended up so, out, out of Tesco at like well, I was just half say, past Jeff, eight, going to get some generic unicorn shit for this girl. Generic unicorn. And like, then I missed the, the start of the boxing because of that, because of birthday parties. Raging. Rage. I've never done an angrier shop in all my life. <laughs> I, the weirdest thing, I, I, I'm at the checkout last night, just about to end my shift. This guy comes up, he's fucking fuming. And all he keeps slamming down unicorn shit on the checkout. It was the weirdest <laughs> thing. I think he might have been on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, moving on. Uh, let's talk about that fucking... Pathetic pantomime that was the Fury Wilder. Oh, can we talk about Linus before that? Because that's going to drain me, that Fury stuff. <laughs> okay. I was leaving that to the end as like a, as the treat. If you want to talk about Linus, Linus is up. Yeah, let's, talk, let's talk about Fury Wilder first. Shall we? All right. Yeah. See, yeah, I know because I've Get listened. out of the way quick. 
I've listened to Terry's voice note. on it, by any means. I've listened to Terry's voice note, and he's jizzing all over this. Like, right, should we listen to that now? Go then? on, let's start with that, and then we'll pick it apart. The Fury Wilder tours jacked up both their prices for a Joshua fight, so whatever amounts Eddie was offering before, we'll probably have to double. I just think they've both come double. on as superstars, and they've kind of shown us how short-changed we are with Joshua's scripted bollocks that we always have to enjoy <laughs> for every fight. You know, no bias, no bias. You had Fury, you know, and he did what he does best, made the most noise, was the biggest and the loudest man in the room. And he, you know, he let his charisma do the work. Wilder tried to be the same, but Wilder's not at that level yet. But I think the key thing Wilder will take away from this whole process is this is how it's going to be for a Joshua fight. So as long as he gets through this process, comes out and can actually fight to his best on, on fight night, I think this is good preparation for him. So he's not going to be overawed by anything that happens if and when he fights Joshua. As for Fury, we already know that he's a big stage player, so... It was good. The scuff at the end was funny. You know, just watching them try and get back to Brendan Schaub and the other guy while you're watching the fight in the background. So, no, it was it was good. I don't think that bit was staged. I think it was brilliant. And this <coughs> is great marketing. So let's just see what it does. My biggest concern is the fact that he doesn't think it was staged. <laughs> if I'm honest, does he, look, does he watch Coronation Street and go, why aren't the Oscars available for English television? The part I'll agree with most out of that is it's great marketing. I think it is great it is marketing. Good. Yeah, it definitely In is. the same way that when yeah. Mayweather fought McGregor, yeah. they did their uh, world tour. World tour yeah. and well, that's where it's come from, it seems to me. like The, the whole concept of this, this yeah. multiple thing is because they know that it's exactly what where Fury will shine yeah isn't it yeah he may have lost something in the ring we don't know he hasn't lost anything out of the ring like yeah. he's still a showman he's still got that that personality that some people will go oh it's brilliant and some people will say he's a dick like I don't think there's anybody that sits in the middle of that metric I think they're one end or the other um, do you know what I found I, f- I felt that Wilder might be struggling a little bit because he genuinely respects Fury. Uh, you know, like, that's what I find potentially is a bit... like The way that he was talking about wanting to fight AJ, he's almost like, I'm sick and tired of, of this, this construct being thrown at me like he's some sort of superhero. I want to get in and fight him. I want Fury's come, so I'm going to fight you. And I don't feel there's as, not, as much bile coming from Wilder in as much as almost like, right, this guy is the real deal. And, I, and, and he... Do you know what I mean? That by comparison, it's probably like what Linus was saying earlier. This is the equivalent of when William Warburton came down from Manchester mm. to fight you. Like, you know, he's been chasing and chasing this Joshua fight. We're not going to go into now the the semantics of who's ducking who because I can't be fucked. But yeah, ultimately, Fury's turned up, driven from Manchester at six o'clock that night, and gone. I'll fight you. And there's no hassle with it, seemingly. Yeah. It's just gone... It's done. Yeah, all right, yeah. I'll fight you. I'll fight you. And the seed was planted ages ago when... They got in the ring, didn't they? Ages ago. When did? When was that fight? It was in America. Was it, was it God, Taverne? that was before Fearing Off the Rails, weren't it? Yeah, it was, was, yeah. Was it against Taverne or was it before that? I think it was think? maybe after the first Taverne fight. Yeah, but before... because then Fury got in the ring. And I'm thinking, oh, that's, that's, that's a seed. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's, that's, that's a good fight but then there was stuff yeah, like yeah. there was the boxing voice when mm. Fury still hadn't returned and they had like Wilder on they had Hearn on and then 
Tyson Fury just turned up on the phone as well. And like you ended up with the three of them on. And then you end up with basically Wilder and Fury versus Hearn. <laughs> and it's brilliant. Like It's still up there somewhere on YouTube on the Boxing Voice. Great listen. Um, but Wilder and Fury at that point, it's before Fury had returned, but after he'd gone off the rails, but he was talking of coming back. And Wilder and Fury were like, ah, well, fuck that pussy. Like, me and you will just fight. And they're like, yeah, we'll fight. Brilliant. Okay, lad, we'll do that. Yeah. And so there is, I think, a genuine... I doubt they dislike each other in no, any way I whatsoever. Think, I think they dislike each other. I think they probably get along yeah. brilliantly outside the ring. Yeah, I mean, there was a picture somewhere that leaked them... <laughs> sat on the sofa. Yeah, sat on the sofa. And if you don't like each other, you're not going to be doing that. So that was justified as... Um, was it Ben Davison, Tyson's coach, came out and like laughed about people trying to say that shows their friends. He was saying what it was was that there was so much tension in that room between the two of them that Tyson just did what Tyson does, which is he started singing him a song um, just to break the tension of it all, which I don't believe for a second. I believe they probably sat there going, right, tonight, you've got to tell me you want to body spar me and then we'll do that and then we'll push everybody and then we'll... Yeah. I'd imagine yeah, it because, just went down... Because it didn't look natural at all and those guys might be a lot of things, but they're not actors. They're both terrible actors. And it just... Some of the things that were like... Come on, you go and, and, and Fury, you know, Fury going all crazy, and Wilder's just like, uh, it just doesn't, uh, it, just, it doesn't look like the kind of bloke that's getting like riled up by it. It looks like the kind of guy that's like, yeah, I'm, yeah, this is brilliant, and also <laughs> like he's enjoying the show. <laughs> also, I mean, let's not ignore the fact these two are two big, big men. They're both boxers. They were stood within like three yards of one another. Not one of them threw a punch. Like, if they genuinely wanted to punch one another, they'd have punched one another. Yeah. I know a story about two lads that were doing a head-to-head. Um, and I know they went to swing for one another, like, when the cameras weren't on. Um, and the story is that it was, like, the worst, like, attempt at punching one another from two professional boxers that you'll ever see. Like, they're both missed by a country mile. So that's why I didn't show it, because it could affect the fight. <laughs> Like the fight revenue. Uh, no, nobody got a glove laid or a knuckle laid on them that night. But um, Taking away your licence. What, because I threw a punch? Oh, because you missed so badly. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, if they genuinely wanted to swing for one another, those security in the middle, they're not going to do a massive amount to, to stop it. But it's made headlines all over the world. You know, like my Amazon Alexa was telling me about it during the week. What Fury and Wilder doing this, that and the other. It's what? made... What was it? Sorry, why? Did just my Alexa plays music when I ask her to. It doesn't tell me. Ah, uh, no, random. I've got an Echo Show, so it comes up with like news headlines. It just rotates through news headlines. Well, you just ask it on to... the screen. You just say, "Tell me more." So it'll come up with a headline of like ah. Fury and Wilder go head to head in America, and I'll just go, "Alexa, tell me more," and it'll say Tyson on... Fury and. So on your TV, you got no, head... no, no, no. Look up an uh, Echo Show. Oh, okay. Fuck it. We've really gone off on that tangent. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not like the normal ones where they're the little dots or they're the taller speakers. Yeah. It's like a little screen. Ah, um, but hello. it's got some really good speakers in it, Re- like decent speakers. Um, so you don't get that tinny echo sound that you get. Um, but yeah, on the screen, it'll just come up. And you can say to it, Alexa, give me a news briefing. And it'll show you the latest BBC news. Um, ah, okay. But yeah, it comes up with, just rotates these stories. Of which one of them was Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. 
which is my gauge essentially of has something permeated into society yeah. is does it get shown within the five stories that it's rotating through on a leg? Yeah, it did. Like that has been brilliant yeah. publicity for the fight. Don't get me wrong. People like us will sit here and go, well, it wasn't serious, was it? They weren't really going to swing for one another. I think a lot of people think that, but they'll be aware that it's happening. And that's but the most important thing. There will it? also be a lot of people that aren't aware that weren't aware that the fight was happening and probably aren't aware that they wouldn't have swung for one another. In the same way that there yeah. was a belief Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather hated one another. Oh, and the belief of that airplane flying upside down and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think, look, it's great. It's great that Linus is on their undercard on December the 1st, um, straight out of York Hall. <laughs> so yeah, no, I think... Right, my, actually, that is part of my question. <laughs> Is this fight going to happen on the 1st of December or is someone going to pull out injured and it's going to be rescheduled for February? Right. Can I just touch on... Like, Hearn did an interview this week. Standard IFL interview. Oh, don't tell me that you said that. Yeah. Oh, bollocks. So this is my... (laughs) Hearn did this interview where he was like, well, it may not happen. Like, you could literally say it may not happen about any fight. I can say it about Linus versus Taylor Jones. It may not happen because Linus might rupture his fucking... (laughs) There you go, he might get cold. He might rupture his shoulder. He might do something. Any fight may not happen. So for Hearn to sit there and go, yeah, well, you know, it may not happen. Like, yeah, of course it may not. Yeah. But you get thousands of these Hearn mongoloids that will listen to it and go off like, oh, yeah, well, who knows if it's going to happen or not. Yeah, you can say that about literally any fight. Yeah. Or anything, frankly. Anything, yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know if tomorrow's going to come around. The world might blow up. The worst thing about that is that when, like, Two two timelines here. One, it doesn't happen. And then they say, I told you. Yes. No, you didn't. You said. And then when it does happen, they're not accountable to all those times yeah. I said it might not happen. If, oh my God, that's frustrating. If a helicopter fell out the sky tomorrow and landed on Tyson Fury and it broke every bone in his body, Hearn will sit there going, I told you it may not happen. <laughs> like just out of a pure act of coincidence, this helicopter, oh, it'll be disgusting if that. But having said that, if... If Tyson did pull with an injury and they've rescheduled. Actually, there's a question for you. Does it make any sense to either of them? Because originally, when this was being mooted, we were talking, probably needs another couple of fights or something like that to get up to that level. If he just puts it back three months, does that even give him any advantage? No. No, I don't think so. There's only so much you can get out of sparring and what have you. You're not going to spar anybody that's the style, the power, the sort of raw yet effective skill of Deontay Wilder. You're not. And so you either do it December the 1st or you do it February the 1st. It doesn't matter. You're not going to be better prepared for one or the other. I think it goes ahead. Yeah, it it seems to make sense. Unless there is genuine injuries, it seems to make sense that it'll go ahead. And I really pray there aren't genuine injuries so you don't get hurt and smug as anything on life. Oh, that'd be disgusting. Um, there was something in the week about uh, Barry Hearn, wasn't there, saying that they'd made an offer <laughs> to try and get Wilder over for eight, in April. They said it got turned, it got knocked back, and then he said, oh, that's it. No, never, it's not happening now, and sort of kicked off, didn't he? Yeah, so he said uh, another offer is being sent to Wilder's team. And this is on the back of Hearn doing his interview. Again, I'm not going to go into the ins and outs of it, but the question would be, why on earth would Wilder accept any deal right now? 
any deal because after December the first, if he beats Fury, his his value goes through the roof, yep. irrespective. So unless you're offering him fifty fifty right now, which I think it, after December the first, if you said fifty fifty, yeah, that's fair enough. If you offered him 50-50 right now, but you know Hearns aren't offering 50-50. No. Not a hope. Not no. a hope. So why would he accept any deal that isn't that right now? Well, it, they, then the reason they definitely, definitely aren't offering 50-50 is because Warren was on, on the Five Live show with Barry Hearn. And, Barry, <laughs> and then when Warren said to him, if Fury wins, we're, and it, no, because you, you'll be asking for 50-50. Well... Fury will be the lineal heavyweight champion and the WBC champion at that point. So, yeah, he will be asking for 50-50. So, and he was like, yeah, some nonsense about lineal heavyweight champion. And it's like, right. I, you can see where yeah. it all falls apart. Yeah. Basically, the Hearns at the Hearns doorstep. Uh, I, I, I'm reticent to say it's entirely the Hearns' fault. But you've got to say it's maybe 75, 70 to 75% their fault. Even when you look back, there were interviews from Carl Froch a couple of months back when he was like, yeah, I just, I don't think Hearn wants it. Like, Carl Froch, outside of Johnny Nelson, is one of the biggest, like, Sky suck job merchants. <laughs> and for him to come out publicly and say that was incredible. Um, especially because he was also trained by Rob McCracken, who is Joshua's trainer. And so I was, I was shocked by that, but also props to Carl Froch for actually coming out and saying that and not towing the company line. But all those things, if you're going to weigh it all up, yes, there's some blame at the Wilder team's door. There's got to be more at Hearn and Co's door because that 50 million offer, that's what you'd always come back to. Mm. Give me 50 million, I'll fight you. Here's 50 million. Mm. <sighs> <All> right. <laughs> um, I realise this is a bit premature, <clears throat> but in the same way As we're... As usual. <laughs> in the same way we're saying... Who the hell does Joshua fight of any real meaning? When, after Wilder and Fury, irrespective of the result, who do they fight? Are they, uh, is everyone in the same position at that point? I think the, the difference is, I think Terry said it before now, Wilder doesn't uh, wish to attain the lifestyle that Joshua probably does. So Joshua probably wants... 20 million a fight. I think Wilder, if you gave the man $3 million per fight to go back and live in Alabama and live a quiet life, which is what he's happy doing, he's living a church going life in Alabama, he's probably happy with 3 million a fight. If he did another 10 defenses, $30 million. What's a man going to do with $30 million in a lifetime? Deontay Wilder's not going to outspend $30 million in Alabama. Him and plus whatever he's already got at the moment. Yeah, exactly. So like, I don't think he is that uh, way inclined. I don't think that's his goal in life, to sweep up every penny that's available. I think he wants the legacy fights. If the legacy fights aren't there, I think he'll just take a substantial amount of money per defence and then have Hearn over here going, oh, yeah, but he's not getting 30 million like Joshua per fight. I don't think that'd bother him. From what I understand of the Deontay Wilder lifestyle. And at the end of the day, if I said to you, look, Linus, you're only going to get 3 million per fight. Mm. <laughs> you bite my hand off at it. As would 99% of yeah. boxers in the world. Oh, Only that... 3 million per fight. Oh, is that all? Oh, bless you. So you think uh, whoever it is, Fury or Wilder, they'll be happy to just basically tick over fights? I actually think Fury would probably be less demanding in negotiations and try and get that he fight. He just wants the fight. I think he'd, if he wins that fight December the 1st, I can see him going for Joshua, no problem. 
I'll take 10% or whatever just to get the fight. I don't think he'd undersell himself, but I think he would... um, Accept lesser terms than Wilder. I think he would accept terms to get the fight. Right. Because I just think, like, Fury probably... Don't forget, like, he's... He's grown up in the shadow now of Anthony Joshua. He's had that moment in the sun yeah, where even, he beat Klitschko. Even, even though he won the, he, exactly. he was the first to unify it, wasn't he? Since, um, it didn't unify, did he? Not, no, because Wilder still held oh. the WBC. But he he was the first to beat Klitschko, first yeah. to take those titles off him. He had that moment in the first sun. British one as well. First like, English yeah. heavyweight, wasn't he? Yeah. Since Lewis. Since Lewis. Yeah. And then it all collapsed. And then Joshua's come and picked up his remnants and like sneakily swept them all away. Charles Martin. Charles Martin, there we go. Um, And he's done all of that and taken the public acclaim and he's seen as the number one. And I'm sure Fury, there's probably a personal element to it. Wilder hasn't got that personal element. I think Wilder, you know, being on the other side of the Atlantic doesn't have that. I think Fury, there's probably something that burns inside of him that says, you cheeky little fuck, I want all of that. <laughs> I'm sure there I is. I want to show you that I'm better than you. I yeah. want to show everyone I'm that sure I'm there than is. You. And like, I don't think anyone in the world could blame him for that. Like, yeah, because he's done the same thing. He, Fury did, the, the, he, I think he got them belts harder. Yes. He, he, did, he did a harder thing to go get those belts. Yeah, and, um, he went away. You know what I mean? And then you say, oh yeah, but Joshua fought Klitschko. How long later? Yeah. You know what I mean? And you can't say, oh yeah, but Klitschko put him on his ass. Yeah, but it's the same guy you lot were saying when Fury fought him. Yeah. He was too old. Fury <laughs> and had, then what, five years later, yeah, he's now he, all right. Yeah, and he put, yeah, that's oh, right. Oh, he gave Joshua a hard fight. Well, does that mean that Joshua isn't that good then? Do you know what I mean? Which is it? You know, like Fury, and Fury went to Germany. He'd done it so much harder. Yeah. He did. He had a much harder. I'd be pissed as well. Yeah, then, and I know. I know the falling well. apart is of his own making. To an extent, yeah, but you have to remember. As soon as he won that, he weren't down as a sporting he hero. He was a target. Rather Everyone than a hero. just the media yeah. tore him down. Yeah, you're right. And I was just like, you're right. Uh, it's but, the first sporting hero we've had in a while. Well, why yeah. are we doing that? Yeah, um, but you yeah. Know, but then, then in, in Joshua's defence, he had to pay. A lot of money for the Charles <laughs> Mind title. Wow. Yeah, it, was, um, it doesn't. It doesn't have. I no. I totally agree with you. Fury, because of the way that it happened, Joshua's hardest fight to date, I would argue, is actually a fight that Fury won against that opponent, opponent in, in, who was in a better position yeah. in a harder circumstance. In a, in a harder circumstance. So he, and, he you know, did, and he did it relatively easily. Yeah, I, there's lots of questions going into this next fight of Wilder, but I'm really excited about it, I must admit. But imagine Fury do, goes over to America and does exactly what he did with Klitschko to Wilder. Like, at that point... Wow. Joshua, they'll never fight. They'll never fight. At that point, yeah, you know Joshua's like... It's, it's gonna, it's gonna, I'll give you yeah. 3%. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll give you 3%. No, no deal. Oh, I'm gonna go fight Dave Allen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dave Allen. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to Dave Allen. I love him. He's, no, he's no, my mate. Luke, he's my mate. We know, but, we know yeah. that. Um, but yeah, that's exactly the kind of route that we'd it's end bollocks. up down. Like, like I'm oh. sitting here, and like you're like, oh, so who's Joshua gonna fight? Who's Joshua gonna fight after he beat? Uh, I don't even know. Who's he gonna fight? Who's he gonna fight? Oh, Povetkin. I'm like, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, you like, you like, look over, and you're like. I can't even get oh, you know it's it. going to be like we know that Fury's been saying it'll take ten percent, but the crowd want white too. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fuck off, man. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> the year will be twenty twenty eight, and Luis Ortiz will be getting wheelchaired down to the ring. <laughs> oh. 
like taking his heart tablets on the way. <laughs> Get in there, you fat you yeah. fuck. Go on. And, and you say, and you say, like, who, like, what's this? There's, there's still a lot of heavyweights. Miller's still out there. White's still out there. Chisora's got, what, a couple left? You know, that's true. You know, there, Fury White could still be a compelling fight, I yeah. suppose. It's not. And then there's still going to be, don't forget, in a few years, you've got Tony Yoka. You've got Daniel yeah. Dubois. You've got Nathan Daniel, Gorman yeah. coming through. He isn't going to fight Fury, uh, I, of course. Basically, but... Joshua White needs to happen at some point. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't know how... That's going to be... I don't know. I think since they fought each other, White has improved significantly better than what Joshua has. Yeah. I, I'm not I, saying White's better than Joshua. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying... The level of improvement has been on White. White was shocking. In my uneducated opinion, he was shocking. But now he's improved a lot more. I totally agree with you. And I think also like what he's... Not necessarily what he's learned, but what he's gained is experience. And I think, you know, he he now knows how to make sure his gas tank is okay. And don't get me wrong, Joseph Parker dropped him and nearly finished him in the 12th round. But... You know, he can still go and he doesn't start to slow until maybe the seventh or eighth. Yeah. Whereas that first Joshua fight, it was the third or fourth that yeah. you started to see it. He slowed well early. Yeah. Um, that's enough on Fury Wilder then. How far are we in? Uh, we're nearly finished. All we have to talk about is... No, well, what time? What time? <laughs> An hour and 40. Oh, okay. You don't like to tell me the time, no, do you? Because you know that's my trigger. <laughs> If you, I don't know what it is. I haven't managed to work it out yet. But there's a point where you go, it's like low battery on your, on your brain. But yeah. we don't have much to get through now. <coughs> We've got the zone. But if we use that as the last, as the Terry's last got us a point, four minute. Exactly. I can put that when you're gone. Cool. Uh, I Weird. can add that as a, as an as he's put as an ev- epilogue. So let's talk. Um, right. Have you listened to Terry's um, a message on Linus? Is it yes. anything to do with the fight? No, not really. Uh, there's ju- a little mention of it, but is there- it's more just kissing Linus's ass, which is like great. Right, it's- I'll play it then. Well, actually, it's interesting just to see where Linus goes post December first. You sense that there's a lot of mediocrity in the British middleweight scene at the moment, and it needs someone who can cut through most of that bullshit as quickly as possible. <laughs> Linus probably has the tools to do that probably needs a bit more experience but he should have a two to three year plan of just wiping all these guys out because some of them have been sticking around for far too long because there hasn't been anyone good enough to challenge so I'm really looking forward to seeing what he does next I expect him to beat Taylor Jones and then just to move on quickly beyond that and start looking at these guys like Elliot Matthews just taking them out of the game you know might want to avoid Killer Cam though Liam Cameron's not one to be messed with <laughs> just joking but let's see what he ends up doing because you know talent's wasted if it's not matched correctly and if the progress isn't quick enough so I'm just hoping all the best for the kid because you know you look at him boxing you're a fan but you meet the guy in person and it just anchors the fact that actually here's a guy we should all be getting behind so big big pluses all around in terms of Linus uh, absolutely 100% you know he's doing boxing the way it should be done visible engaging active charismatic interesting humorous I mean he's ticking all the right boxes so I mean onwards and upwards so he always has a very good way of putting things doesn't he too? yeah I have a I have a question when you as You've no doubt established through just listening to me, but the the I don't 
I have no nowhere near the boxing knowledge of Martin or Terry, but more specifically of the certainly of career trajectories. So when you, I look at your career, if you were if you were giving yourself advice or as you're looking at your own career and looking at projected forwards where does it go where where you come from where does it go and how long where is that does timeline? it come from cotton eye joe where 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 are you on that journey as far as you can see right now just i mean where, where i am where i am is exactly where i am just challenging for you know what i mean first major titles going on to english you know what i mean i'm on the I'm on the I'm on the border of that really, and after that, who knows what could happen? You know, you know, you know. I mean, who knows what could happen? Let's contextualize that a little bit. So, December the first, first major title is a Southern Area title yeah, Southern Area. against Taylin Jones at York Hall Goodwin Boxing Show, um, and yeah, it's your first first major step up as well, isn't it? Mm. Yep. Like you fought. Um, who would you say is your best win to date? Uh, the lo- not the last one. The the one on Dave, the one that was on the Wanquo, yeah, Wanquo, yeah, um, yeah, like based upon Did you know, he was like an amateur, like Commonwealth champion, yeah. yeah. I know a lot I, about I, him because I had no idea he's managed Somebody by he could have told me he's managed, <laughs> he's managed by Michael Ballingall down yeah. in Portsmouth, yeah. right? And I know Michael relatively well. <laughs> when Matchroom rang up for Nwanquo to fight William Weber. Mm. Michael bit the hand off at it because he's been trying to get this geezer a fight for fucking ages. He's had him on his books for ages. Really? And nobody would fight him because they knew about how good he was. No idea. But he had... That's why nobody told you, mate. He had no, he had no backing. You know, Michael's not a big manager in the no. game. Um, with all respect to Michael. But, yeah. And so he was just waiting for an opportunity and this opportunity arose because Matchroom, with Peter Sims managing William Webber ring up and say, oh, we'll take this land you've got. <laughs> so Michael's like, right, no problem. Yeah. We'll take that fight. And he turns up and he turns over William Weber, who, as I said earlier, like he's not a bad fighter, William oh, Weber at bad, all. No. And he turned him over in two rounds, one round? Can't remember. Three. I think, Three. I think it was the third. Yeah. Um, pretty, which de- William's, pretty devastating as well. Yeah, and William's only a young lad. He's, he's yeah, a, 20 a or 19, 20. Yeah. Spotted um, him a few times, to be fair. He's a strong fighter. Very, really. strong, very uh, strong. For his age. Yeah, unnaturally strong for his age. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, I enjoy watching William. But So yeah, going back, December the 1st, Taylin Jones. Um, before we even do that, like your, your clothing line, what's this about? I've noted, because I've said to you before about it. Like, yeah, I've, I mean, we, we've spoken about it before, and he said he'd rather wear his own stuff than other people's, right? That, that yeah. was your response. So you've let's now just, launched a clothing just, line. Yeah, let's just ignore the, like, the Nike top I'm wearing. But, um, <laughs> I was yeah. going to just pretend that it was Linus Jophia, mate. Yeah. I was having, no one um, else can see. No, no, yeah, I've always, you know, when I was, I don't know, a little bit younger, I don't even know why I did it. I think I just did it as I was getting shirts made for like fights and the amateurs. I was like, getting a few bits here and there. And I thought, oh, so I said to my mate, oh, how much is it? The guy that was doing it for me, I said, oh, how much is it if I just got those tracksuit bottoms there and put my name on it? And he was like, oh, like, you know what I mean? Like 15 quid if that. And I was like, well, I'd rather pay 15 than like 25 for a Nike one, so I'm going to do that. And I started wearing my own stuff a lot, and then every all of a sudden, loads of people started saying, oh, I want this, I want that, I want this. And then I started making a thing out of it. And then uh, it, it all came out. I mean, I, I started a clothing line, everything started happening, and I realised how expensive and time-consuming it actually was. <laughs> so I took a back step from it a little bit. 
And uh, right now, I'm just at a point where it's like, yeah, as and when people say, oh, I want this. Okay, done. But I'm not actively uh, watch it. pushing it. Do you know what I mean? If people say, oh, yeah, I want this, I'm going to done. I know someone who's going to want some stuff. No. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> I've asked him before, where can I get one of your t-shirts? Like, oh, I'll tell you, I'll tell All you. All he fucking does is ask people like, <laughs> about like, can I get a t-shirt can I get a jumper I've got a Brad Paul t-shirt I know you was going on a van <laughs> it's a really nice t-shirt as well yeah really um. like Brad <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah going back December the 1st um, right so because the re- to give it a bit more context for my question there'll be people like me that listen to this podcast Probably no one listens to this podcast is as quite as uneducated as me, but there'll be some people that listen to this podcast that are generally casual fans and they won't ever have experienced someone at this stage of your career and knowing where the, the next steps go. So let's say, all being well, you claim your Southern Area title next. Give me some idea between the two of you, like what the next, I realise it's not black and white, but what are the next steps uh, what is the next title and what is the next steps to get to that title? I'd I'd say uh an English <laughs> eliminator or straight for the for the actual English title after this. Or one more defence or a defence in the Southern Area title, you know, obviously we're permitting I win it. And then after that, some kind of international British Commonwealth whatever's available at the time because I couldn't I don't you don't know what's gonna happen in the next three three months don't know what's going to happen in the next 12 months so can it be very quick then bosh bosh very bosh southern very area quick. english something else after that yeah. or so so in the space between december the first and say five fights after that yeah you, it could be a world of difference yeah because you remember when you get up when you get up to try to tower level you can't really just come back down you can't really just go oh i've won a southern area now i'm gonna go do a six rounder somewhere else you can't really just do that you kind of you when you're up there you have to stay there so that's that's where we're going to be. Which that's I where know, I think it was going to be. That's why, like Steve Goodwin, your manager, yeah. he's always reluctant. I say reluctant, but he's always uh, he doesn't want to commit people to pull that trigger too yeah, early. Because as he says, doing, once you've got a title, you're a target. You're, you're there, yeah. You're um, there. And so, like, don't do it until you're ready. So yeah. I know he's very diligent about making sure his lads that fight for titles are the right lads at the right time, and they're not taking too big a jump and too big a risk. Because once you've got it, as you say, you can't you can't back down yeah you've got to stay there and move up like so once you've once you've fought for that title if you win it there is no coming back <laughs> it's upwards yeah. at that point yeah 100% so, and I'm I'm more than confident about that <coughs> I'm more than happy to do that and so so we're talking uh, after the southern area you, you, it's English title and yep. then after English title, you mentioned international. Is it not British or? Uh, it could be. Yeah, it, it depends. I, I got um, offered an international, uh, an IBO international on a McGuigan card against Grant Dennis. It, uh, nothing to come out because we just said, well, we at first we was like, yeah, it's great. We'll take that. And then we saw what money they wanted to give. And I was just like, yeah, suck a dick. <laughs> simple as that do you know Grant oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah yeah, good mates yeah he's here he was talking he was like pissing about after that after we did the face off at the MTK show in Brentwood we was pissing about a little bit a little bit of like needle he was like yeah after you beat Ted just know you got me and I was like that's fine I went back we was just going back and forth a little bit yeah because Grant's pissing about and yeah he's, he's, he's around there isn't he he's around he's there he's a good anyway, example so. what you were just saying about titles because he yeah. fought 
Um, Elliot Matthews for the English, didn't he? Which actually 41. I thought he won uh, as was well. Was it the English? It was the English. It was the English, was yeah. It the English or was it the British? No, it was the English. English. Um, so he fought Elliot Matthews for that and then yeah. he's presumably, because he hasn't got any backing, has he really, Grant? Mm. Um, what, manager-wise or in general? Uh, in general. I don't mean like no. fan-wise or anything no. like that. I just mean that he was the away fighter that night for the Elliot Matthews fight. Yeah, but isn't he with... Um, um, who's he signed with? MTK? Or no, I don't think so. No. This is what I mean. Is that I don't think there's... He's managed by anyone. He's just free agent. Maybe Joel Fitz, someone like that? Don't know. Um, so he's more than likely going to be looking to be that opponent. For yeah, well, yeah, well, he's, yeah, he's, well, he's well up for it. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's a good example of that where you fight. Yeah. You know, win or lose for that English title, he wants to be looking for titles from then on. He doesn't want to be looking for six rounders and whatever. Um, but yeah, like you're talking about what route you go down, it's it's difficult, isn't it? I guess because you're in uh, a strange position with the limbo over Haymaker, who you're signed to. Mm. So Joe Joyce goes off to America, signs with our Heyman, Haymaker. Who knows what they're doing yeah. at the moment? Like, <laughs> I mean, we can't really go into it. I suspect. Yeah, but well, they haven't. Yeah, I mean, they haven't got any platforms to promote in a sense of TV platforms at the minute. Yeah, I mean, they haven't got any deals signed at the minute. So right now, they can't put on a show. Yeah, but you're still. But I'm still affiliated with them. Active, yeah, because you know that everything on social media wise, everything's still in the limbo. Which I was like, okay. Yeah, that's but fine. they're still good for you, yeah, aren't they? Like, yeah, they still support you. Yeah, and, that's fine, yeah. But they're happy to let you fight on Steve's shows yeah, yeah. in the meantime. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, if they have shows, if they have shows, but then I have to fight on them, but I don't. So I yeah. can fight wherever I want. So this is where it probably adds an extra layer of unknown because yeah. Linus is signed to Haymaker, so they don't have any shows. But if in two years' time they suddenly came back yeah. in and said, yeah, we're going to go again. Yeah then who knows where you're going to be in two years' time and then who knows what money or platforms they'll have available exactly. to push you on. So it's... <laughs> so it's not a bad place to be. It's no, it's a really good place, place yeah, because place you be. can develop and then hopefully something will come up that way. Yeah. But um, if not, I think, you know, if you beat Tay, I'm not going to sit here and say you will or you won't because I think I've probably got to do a face-off with the pair of you at some point down the line. So I'm going to sit neutrally. Um, I'm not. I think you're going to win and I hope you do, mate. <laughs> I hope you do. <laughs> but, you know, at that point, I think the the natural route is to go for the English, but there's a lot of talent still, isn't there? There's, oh, there's, it's, there's, loads, there's loads. You know I mean? I don't really like to look too far ahead before I actually get to one bridge, but there's, there's a lot. There's a lot of... When you get to... It's like a whole different playing field when you get to... Not that I know. I've never been at this level before, but from from people... That have been here, they've said to me, when you get to this bit, everything changes, you know what I mean? Just the fights are just completely different. It's because not like you've never been in 50 50 fights before, but now the fights are a lot harder. Um, there's uh, so many, you're, you're more wanted depending on how your career is going. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You, you're a lot, you're, you're more of a hot topic depending on how your career is going. And if you know, I mean, you lose one fight, you can end up like Tyrone Nurse. Yeah. And just be in the background. Yep. Which is, you know I mean, which is a shit place to be. And it's I can imagine that when you are that target, then you are getting paired of people who have watched you and gone, I can't, you know, I'm, yeah. and they're, they, they're getting up for it because they're fighting the big dog, so to speak. And then 
you're fighting someone who you've never heard of. Now, I admit, I accept that there's time for you to get to know that, but yeah. when you get into that ring together, they're pumped, yeah. ready for it, and it's that natural amount of sort of drive that they're... You've, you've got to get up for that defence. It's the and Callum Smith-George yeah, Grove yeah, scenario. Yeah but, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but you're getting up. You're getting up there knowing you're, you're the king right now. Yeah, so I, there's I mean, no way you're going to I can't like, speak from experience yeah. of that. You, you, I, I sort of bow to your experience yeah. there, but... Saying, saying about... What you said about um, having a target on your head, I haven't even won, I haven't even fought for the belt yet. And I've already had people, I've already had like, oh, at the MTK show, yeah, 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 what's going on? I can't wait to see you in this after this, after, you know what I mean? People just saying, oh yeah, I want to fight you <laughs> next. And you're like, I haven't even got <laughs> the belt yet. Like, <laughs> like, like, give me a minute. I yeah. had one guy from the British Warriors figure, one of the middleweights. I won't say his name, but... Say his I, name, I, come I, on. No, I won't say his name, man. I was walking past and Uncle T came up to me. One of the, um, uh, he was a fighter, you know, you know Uncle yeah. T. And um, he came up to me and he's like, yeah, mate, he wants to fight you. I was like, who? And he goes, the guy that's just got like the first round knockout. And I was like, yeah, and I've seen him. I've met him a couple of times and I spoke to him and I speak to him. And he was like, yeah, it's nothing. Like, no respect because I respect you, innit? But I'm just saying... Like I want to fight you in it, and I go, bro. Let me get the belt. <laughs> like, like let let me let me get yeah. it first. And he's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, let's get it on. And I'm thinking, look, we can make this so much better for each of us if I just get this first. There's no point just fighting yourself for nothing now. Shut the fuck up yeah. until <laughs> yeah, you won't you won't catch me asking you about the future prematurely, mate. You just <laughs> it just went nothing. One interesting thing I wanted to pick up on there. You said about you haven't been to that level yet. Yeah. There's a really interesting podcast. You get a chance to listen to it. Tris Dixon, the guy mm. used to work for Boxing News talking with Adam Booth it's like an hour sit down it's fascinating like absolutely I think it's called Boxing Stories or My Boxing Life or something like that mm. really really good listen if you get a chance listen to it but one of the things Adam Booth was saying was about coaches and he said all these ones that put all their stuff up on Instagram and like he said I kind of get why they're doing it but he said in reality as a coach like what I do with my lads. And he said, you know, I'm an older man now. When he was coming up with Hay, they were of a similar yeah. age. He's like, now I've got Ryan Burnett and I'm 50 years old. Yeah. So he said, now so much of what I coach wouldn't be interesting on Instagram. He said, it's about talking to the lads. And actually, like probably the most important part of any day <clears throat> is the half an hour I spend just talking with them and telling them stuff. Mm. Does that happen with you and Terry? In the yeah. when I say Terry, I mean Terry Stewart, not Terry Chapandama, because yeah. you know it's because it'd be more than half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, does that happen with you and Terry, whereby you'd have that half hour? Because you're saying I've not been at that level. Yeah. Terry's been at that level. Terry's yeah, been no, at he, every he, level. He, like, he, I remember a lot of things he said to me when I first started make sense now, right? Because we're I've gone through certain things in a fight. I've gone through loads of things in a fight that when they've happened. I've just kind of been like, not receptive to it, but I've kind of just, something's clicked and it's just gone right because he's kind of mentally prepped me for it, if that made sense. Is that a bit like in The Lion King? Do you get like Simba coming out or whatever the dad's name was? It's like Simba. Mufasa? Mufasa, yeah, Simba. Like that moment in a fight, have you got Terry's head above you going, Linus? This is what I told you about in the gym. Quite an exp Linus, <laughs> Linus oh, looked at you then, you, like you just popped, dropped some acid or something. <laughs> yeah, I went and bought unicorn presents. <laughs> went to Tesco. I'm sitting there thinking, what, what is this? But <laughs> when you say about it, you're suddenly this receptive. This is how he gets two yeah, hours no, in, it's, mate. It's like, it's like little things like, oh, do you know what I mean? Like, um, I remember when I fought the Mets and we clashed heads in like the fourth round. And blood went all in my eye and it just literally blinded me. Just, I could not wow. see out of one eye. And 
the first thing I thought was, was panic. She's like, shit, I can't see. That means I can't see anything coming here. And then it was just like, everybody said, hey, hey, it was just random. It was just like, we're walking out of the gym and he said it. And it wasn't like, oh, something had happened and he said it. It was just talking and then he said it. He said, oh, this would happen if this and this and this. And then it was just like, oh yeah, but if that happens, you know, you stay calm. It's fine. It's just going to be there. Isn't it? Kind of thing. And it was just kind of like, oh, like, it's, I felt like I've been through it. Even though I hadn't been through it before. It was like, I've been through it before. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You and had, he's like, you had some preparatory information. That yeah, could, yeah. That do you know what I mean? So when it, when, it, it. When, it, when, it, when I came to that situation, it was like, oh, I've been here, but I haven't. It was just like, you know what I mean? We've yeah. kind of worked on this at some point. This is why I was saying it's so important to That's be working training, for, it? Yeah. do you know what I mean? You're working on everything instead of just working for a certain yes. thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, absolutely. There's times where he puts you in situations where, like you always think, oh, you, you know, I mean, a lot of people, I know a lot of people that go into the gym and then start sparring fresh. But Terry sometimes <laughs> will make us do like 20 or 30 heel sprints. So we are fucked. And then it would be like, yeah, get in. Because when it gets to like seven rounds onwards, you're going to feel like that. That's, that's what I love you're going to feel like. When I came that's down training with you. You've got Spartan, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's all part of the training, you know mate. I mean? like, when I came down training, honestly, like we did an hour of fitness. And like Terry gave and me. And then he was like, yeah, get in. Terry gave me no like niceness because I'm not a professional athlete. No, he was like, like yeah, you're here with everyone now. Yeah, he's like, there's we, no we, fucking we got, about. We got a girl in the gym now. We got a girl in the gym, a girl fighter in the gym. And it's the same. She came in and she was like, oh yeah, when are you from sparring there? Remember I'm a girl. And I was like, no, we're all here the same. You're getting in the same way they are. Yeah. You're going to be sparring the same way they are. Don't think it's going to be easier because you're a girl. Don't matter. Get in the same way. Yeah. I remember. Like, Ellis, his son. <laughs> no one I'd imagine Ellis don't get, get any. It <laughs> doesn't get it easy either. I bet it, it gets it worse, yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> but it, it, it was genuinely mad. They're like, I thought, look, I'm a slightly overweight, like 30 something year old geezer here, along with a load of like young 20 something year old professional athletes. He'll give me a slightly easier time of it. Nah, <laughs> not at all. Like he would beast me horrifically. And then after an hour of beasting me, it's like, right, get head shield on, head guard on. Like you, you're going into spa now. Like, mate, you I think can, I'm fucked? I, I can barely that. stand on yeah. my own feet, like yeah. let alone when someone's punching me. But you're right, like that must that must replicate round seven. Yeah, round eight. This is what I mean. Yeah. He puts you. You don't. A lot. Of, a lot of the times, I, I didn't realize a lot of the things he said because I just, I just, I'd never thought about it. I never thought. Oh, I'd never been in that situation either. But when I got to those situations, I was like it makes a lot of sense what he was on about. You know what I mean? It, it makes, I get it now. I get it now. So, so, I mean, most of the time I will get out, you will get out of a situation. Like he, when, when that, when I fought Owankwo, I, I'm pretty sure I lost the first two rounds. I'm pretty sure I might have lost the first two rounds or something like that. And I said that and he goes, look, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, we're, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not ahead on the scorecards, but it's fine. Just take it calm. He will slow down. Just keep stabbing him to the body. Just keep working his stomach. He's a big guy. It hurts my fucking yeah. hand every time yeah. I do it. He goes, just keep doing it. Don't worry about hitting him in the head. Don't worry about, don't worry about fighting him. Just keep stabbing him to the stomach. Keep dissecting him and he'll fall apart. You are losing. There's no rush. Just keep, just keep going what you, keep doing what you're doing. Don't and panic. Yeah, <laughs> don't panic. You just don't, don't panic. Just relax. And it's fine. Like, I mean, I know we got a long fight. I know I can get through it. So, do you know what I mean? It, it always, always works. When you had that cut to the eye, did it give you confidence? Because people may not know, Terry is yeah. James the Gale's cut man, isn't yeah. he? Um, 
to give you confidence that there probably aren't that many better cut men around in the UK to deal with that that yeah. first cut of your career. Like when you get back and you sit down and you're like, fucking blind. Um, yeah. uh, like, oh and, no, and, I don't know what to do, mate. Like that Geordie <laughs> and, and Deck or everyone who's been paintballed in the face. Oh, I'm blind, Spooky, I'm blind. God, a Biker Grove reference. <laughs> <laughs> this happens wow. when we go two hours. <laughs> wow. But you know, you sit down and then you look up and Terry's there. Like Terry has sorted out so many eyes over yeah. the years. Um, well, it was, when, when, it, when it happened, it was, luckily it was like coming up to the end of the fight. Well, the end of the round. And I got and I like bell went and I walked off and I, I still couldn't obviously I still couldn't see it and I was kind of rubbing it. I was like rubbing it, rubbing it, rubbing it, rubbing it. I think it was my left eye actually, rubbing it, rubbing it. Sat down, looked over at Terry and he's like started doing it and I was like, How bad is it? Because like, I can't actually see and he goes, nah, this is a piece of cake for me. That's what he said, he was like, It's a piece of cake, don't worry about <laughs> it. Just relax, don't panic, just don't panic, it'll be fine, don't worry. Um and myself, when that happened, I thought, you know what, this don't look good. This probably means I'm losing. This, yeah, it just don't look good. So it was a bit of urgency, and they've obviously said, you know, what I mean, pick it up. You know, I mean, you need to pick it up a little bit. Stay away from getting that eye. Anything happening to that? So just pick it up a little. And that that round, I knocked him out. So yeah, do you know, um, big Kev Campion in the corner as well. Yeah, yeah, big Kev. Yeah, he's, <laughs> nah, he's always got good advice. Now I mean, uh, Kev's brilliant. Just, he's, um, he's he's a good one. He's a really good back, one. Going back to your training, he's, and you said, I imagine that preps you for the seventh round. <laughs> what made me laugh is you. You foxed three rounds, didn't you? I can imagine yeah. that. When you got to the third round, Terry's in the audience going, right, he's ready for the next five rounds. <laughs> that, that's it. Oh, fuck. If I'd have known that, he wouldn't have had to do all the hill runs. <laughs> I got easier on him. <laughs> this is when he's going to shine. Oh, that's it. Oh, oh well, never mind. <laughs> right. Um, we. Oh, sorry. I've got a couple of questions, actually. What you got for Tay? What are you saying to Tay? What do you mean? Give him a message. I don't want me to do a head-to-head. It's so much easier. <laughs> but oh. I know like that that uh, head-to-head you had at MTK, um, that was a bit out of blue, wasn't it? I weren't even meant to be there that day. It was um, my mate, uh, Tabs, the two twins that always come. Oh, Tab, they, they, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Good, Welsh good ladies. Girls. They always, always get tickets. They're, They're brilliant because they girls, support man. a lot of They're boxers. they girls. And... Um, uh, yeah, lucky, call them, lucky to call them friends. You know, I mean, they're really good girls. And um, they train your gym, don't they? Yeah, yeah. I train, I train uh, her son. son. I train yeah. her son. Yeah. And um, and yeah, she just rang me. I was like going home. I just finished like I finished work, and I was like, what am I doing today? And I thought, well, let me just chill out. Let me just go home and do watch a movie or something. And then um, she rang me, and I was just like, oh, you're right. Like it's not, it's not Thursday. What's up? Like, What's <laughs> going on? You're right. And she's like, yeah, yeah, um, I've got some VIPs to Jake, watch Jake Ball in Brentwood, but my, some of my mates have dropped out. Do, do you want to come down? I've got a couple, you know what I mean? Do you want to come down? And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, it's all right if I bring a mate. Yeah, I've got me and my mate. It was just me and my mate there, and that's going to be relevant in a minute. And I got down there, and I walked in, and the first person I saw was Lee Eaton. And I didn't recognise him. He walked past me, and he went, oh, and still. And I thought, what? And still what? I was like, well, what's he on about? And still. <laughs> and I realised, is that Tay's manager? He's saying, and still because, oh, he was fired. Oh, well, I laughed it off. I was like, yeah, whatever, whatever. Anyways, uh, walked in, saw Felix Cash, saw loads of people in there. And I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, it was, it was like going to your call. It was just, I was just enjoying it. And then, like, when I was standing up, it daunted on me, like, we're in Brentwood. I'm in his back garden. On an MTK show. He's probably going to be here, and <laughs> I'm just here with just my mate. I don't know what he's like. But if anything pops off, we're on our own here. You know what I mean? That's what I bought to myself. Wait a minute. Where's my mate? Yeah, I, I bought... Yeah. I, I, I sat with Tay, like, <laughs> right, come on. Let's I, do I, him. I, quick. Literally, I literally turned around. I said to my mate Ben, I was like, 
just I explained that to him and I was like, listen, if anything pops off, it's just me and you. Like, I'm telling you, it's just me and you. Like, it literally, just me and you, right? That is it. Like, if, if a crap, that's just us. And he was just like, yeah, that's fine. Don't worry about it. And I was thinking, I am worried about it. <laughs> I reckon Tabitha can fight. She probably can, but yeah, she had kids there. You, know, you don't need them involved. And, I'm, and he was like, oh, he, all night he was just like, yeah, well, you know what we should do? Yeah, I could see Tabitha at the table with his dad. Yeah, let's just get some bottles and throw it over and uh, start kicking off. And I was thinking, we're in... We're on an MTK show in Brentwood and it's just me and you. Your mate gives you shit advice. Yeah, don't listen yeah, to I was like, I do not want to start trouble. I don't want to today. And then um, I was... Or any other day. Don't yeah. throw bottles at people. And um, people. Jake, Jake, um, Jake was fighting. We went up to the front. It was just like, yeah. And then um, Lee came up to me and he was like, oh, um, do you want to do a head-to-head? And I was like, what? And he goes, do you want to do a head-to-head in the ring? And I was like, oh, good, good way to announce a fight. Yeah, that's perfect actually. And then uh, the IFL were there and they, they, I mean, they filmed it. It was... Yeah, I think that was like most the happiest coincidence I've ever had. Like, I think you know, it, it was very, cool. very good and very good of Lee. And Lee's a very yeah. decent man as well. I like Lee a and, lot. And you know, obviously, obviously, I'm going to address the uh, after I won, and I called him out on all my social medias. And you know, some words were exchanged. <laughs> you called him a pussy. <laughs> some words were exchanged, <laughs> but that was that was because he'd said, uh, "What do you call it?" He'd said, you know, a couple of things that weren't true, and I weren't happy with it. It's I don't. It's done now. I don't really Water under the bridge. Um, but you know that that's and then when I actually when I saw him, I didn't know how he was gonna react. I didn't know. I was kind of like I when we saw each other, I was standing. Terry was behind me. My mate was to the side of me. Lee was in front of me, and him and his dad was walking towards Lee, walking towards us. And I thought, I'm gonna put my hand out. If he doesn't shake it, or if it, it is what it is. But I'm gonna put it out there. Like, look, I'm okay. And like, you know what I mean? Let's just get yeah. this done and over with. I'm okay. And let's just get this fight going. Do you know what I mean? And I put it out there and he was, he looked at me for like a good two or three seconds. And I thought, I'm not going to leave this out here. It's going to turn into a fist in a minute. You know what I mean? What's going on? And then he, then he shook it. He was like, yeah, it's fine. We nodded heads. Yeah, everything was fine. Uh, got into the ring. It was weird. I've never, ever done it before. I've never, ever yeah. done anything like that before. It was, it was really it was good. It felt natural. Uh, it was it was really, it was really good. It was, was really, buzz? it was, uh, nah, no buzz. It was just kind of like, I was just kind of like, looking at him, I was like, needs a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> bit, bit tall. He was a bit taller than I thought he was. Um, How weird is that? Very I'm, bright. You know what I mean? You know, when you stood, because you're know. looking into his eyes, yeah. he's looking into yours. It's a little bit gay, but that's fine. We'll get over that. Better than when we're doing it in the boxes after the oh, weigh-in. That's, no. that's more. No, it is. You know, what other scenario do two men just stand looking it's, into one yeah. another's eyes? So, like, I always wonder with that. Is it a macho thing that you're like, if I look away first or if I turn away first, he's going to think less of me? Um, To an extent, yeah. yeah. I, I, I like to say no, but subconsciously, yeah, yeah. I don't want to look away because... I've, yeah, I mean, everyone. Everyone seems to have a conception that it's it's weak to yeah. look away first, but but you can't be there till one in the morning. Yeah, it's yeah. not a Frank Warren. Yeah, I mean, show. like Lee come over and was like, "Oh yeah, leave it alone." So I just, I just like looking at him, and when Lee come over, saying, "You know," I just put my hand out. I was like, "Yeah, let's go. It's done now. Let's walk off." Yeah, um, yeah, and it was fine from there. I, I don't, you know, what I mean, like with with that, it was just a bit weird. You know, what I mean, it was just yeah, a few things go through your head. I think the I fact mean, that it happened all quite organically, quickly, you got on with it. Yeah. It was a really good thing. And yeah, that's what I felt natural about it. I, felt, it was, I didn't feel awkward about any point of it. It was just like, maybe 
maybe after we did an, an interview in IFL, yeah, that's when it felt a little bit more unnatural. That's yeah. where it was like, it felt a little bit more weird. It was like, it was like oh, can we get another one? I was thinking, oh, like, fuck's sake, another one. And we did it then and it was just, yeah, it was good. It was, it was all good. It's all good because it all promotes the fight. Exactly. And it's, you know what I mean? And but I mean, that all... was what was very good, I thought, of Lee because it's not on his show. Yeah. It's on a Goodwin yeah. show and he didn't have to do that to no. promote it to those people and there that night. Wise, who else has done that? Yeah. No, I thought. Wise, what, what else? What other? Sh- what, what else? Have, I mean, where else have you seen something like that on a yeah. small show? Lee puts on very good shows of MTK, and that is a, he does, a, yeah. a cool thing of him to do. Um, it's also worth noting as well. Tay's a decent bloke. Like, I've chatted with Tay numerous times at shows. I've a lot of time for Tay. Like, really, really nice bloke. Um, when you were saying there about leaving your hand out to shake it, it doesn't surprise me that he then shook it. Like, yeah, no, it would yeah. surprise me more if you'd have said he never extended his hand. Yeah, because he's a gentleman. He's a nice bloke. Yeah, like it's going to be hard to watch that fight because I know you better than I know Tay, but I know Tay enough to think I don't want to see. Like, he's a nice man. I don't mm. want to see either of you get punched in the face, but I'm going to fucking love it. Yeah, I'm you're going to be fucking the bloke who's it. like, yeah, bang. Hope he's okay. <laughs> 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 um, Daniel Smith asks the quick let's get through these questions and as quickly as go possible back to your regeneration pod um, <laughs> I need to power up boss pod question Canelo versus Field in WBA regular holder has the right to challenge the super champ Callum Smith Anfield has the right to host boxing we did touch on this Callum Smith versus uh, Canelo versus Smith next year in Anfield do you um, think it's going to happen as I said I've heard Triple G Smith is in talks who knows how far those are North Bank Bren asks, early question for the pod, uh, sorry, uh, does the fact that the first event of the World Boxing Super Series Season 2 is on YouTube over here, and does it show a lack of interest from TV networks, or are the WBSS pricing themselves too high? I imagine it's a bit of both, is it? Let me tell you how this worked last year. Uh, WBSS, this is what I understand and I know it from somebody who was relatively close to the situation. WBSS were asking for big money for both tournaments last year, which meant a lot of programming to fit in for both the super middleweights and the cruiserweights. They were asking for big money from the TV networks. They pitched to Sky, BT Sports, ITV, a couple and of others. And if you took one, you had to take the other, right? If you took one, you had to take the yeah. other. And if you took one, you had to take all of one. You couldn't take like one fight out of one. Right. And from what I understand they ended up selling it for zero, nothing, not a pound. <clears throat> Both tournaments. Um, but how it worked was that then the pay-per-view money was split back between ITV and Cosmo, whoever it is that's running it, basically the Sourlands and their company. So hence why so many of the fights were on box office. You know, like Usyk Gassiev, the final, was a box office fight, which in reality, over in the UK, should that be on box office? It's a hard sell. It's not yeah. Canelo Triple G. Um, but, you know, like Smith versus... Good fights, though. Oh, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're good fights. Yeah, I'm just no, saying yeah, that no, just Canelo that Triple G are two worldwide superstars at that point. Yeah. I can understand why that's box office in the UK. Usyk yeah. Gassiev, that's, a lot yeah, of people, that's a hard one to justify. A lot of people, uh, po- finger points to me, who are they? I mean, <laughs> I do know them, but I only know them through doing the podcast. Yeah, so... Um, you know, Holton versus Smith was a pay-per-view. Um, Groves versus Cox was a pay-per-view. All those fights, which uh, it's hard to justify them being pay-per-views. Yeah. The reasoning, from what I understand, is that ITV were kind of obliged to try and get some money back for... So are they chancing their arm on YouTube? Or is it because So this, asked- this time round, there isn't a broadcaster announced. So it kicked off today. Nayu Inouye 
smashed fuck out of uh, Payano. Which he really like, did. Three you rounds, should, didn't he? One round. You should look round. up that knockout. In a minute. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, I actually did see that, yeah. Um, beautiful knockout. But there's no broadcaster over here. So what they've done is they've put it on their website and they've put it on YouTube live. Um, so I, I've genuinely got no insight into this year's thing. But the problem you've got now is they're running the three tournaments. So they're running the bantamweight uh, they're running the cruiserweight one and they're running the light welterweight, super lightweight. So if they're trying to model it the same as last time out, where if you took one, you had to take both. If that's the same now, if you take one, you've got to take all three. If you think last time, you ended up with like weekend after weekend after weekend of World Boxing Super Series events. Now you've got three, which yeah. you'd be trying to find a home for. It seems, I understand why they're doing it, to try and make sure there's some consistency, but financially, it doesn't make a lot of sense because there's a lot of fights in there that you'd be interested in and some fights you won't be. And I think they'd be better off just biting the bullet and realistically putting those lesser interesting fights to the masses on other platforms, i.e. YouTube, yeah. and then selling those bigger fights like your Eubank Groves to a Sky or whoever. You yeah, know. no, I'd agree. Because Just, also, who's got the broadcast time to fit all those, yeah. apart from Box Nation? <laughs> Box Nation would be the obvious place, <laughs> yeah. but I, I can't imagine they've got the budget to be able, unless they're giving it away for free again, but I can't imagine Box Nation have got the ability to, to buy it. Um, Kev Morrow asks, if you were handling Miller... What would you make his optimum fighting weight if he got a shot at AJ or Wilder? Well, what was he this time at? 317 pounds. <laughs> that was impressive. 317 that was impressive. pounds. How much you weigh, Linus? 165. At a minute. All right. So, so Almost two. So, yeah. If we almost. stood Linus on top of Linus, that's how much Big Baby Miller was last night. Like, so, on that basis... Solid muscle as well. <laughs> so... <laughs> he got a second round knockout so optimum fighting weight is probably about 380 pound like just fatten him up oh, it's right. getting into winter now as well isn't it like fatten him up it could be the new butter bean that's what I want to see I just think genuinely like the geezer's clearly got a lot Inting of disorder. size oh. he's an inch taller than Callum Smith he's an inch taller and 10 stone heavier <laughs> 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 Where does he put it? It's you can't insane. see it on him. You think to yourself, wow, what a ripped geezer. It's insane, isn't it? But look, if that's working for you, that's getting you as I far as. I know. <laughs> but if that's working for you, it's got you as far as it has in your career. Maybe Linus will be able to tell you. Would having that fat around your stomach, which is, I'm not saying he's a beast, but he's got a fair bit of tireage around there, does that absorb some of the body shots, do you reckon? No, no, no. Your conditioning kind of gets takes. But if you're putting you if you put a few layers of fat between your liver matter. and the edge of your skin, no, because you know when you're you see your conditioning, the the fitter you are, the more your body's can condi- well, your body's never conditioned to take shots, but yeah, um, the more conditioned you are, the more you can recover from them, and that's ultimately what it is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, someone, maybe someone's someone, about someone to bigger might be able to take loads of shots, but the. the they're gonna get. They're gonna break down at some point because they haven't got that recovery. They haven't got that kind of. Um, they're they're not conditioned enough to recover quickly. Maybe someone said to him, "The fitter you are," and he misheard him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fatter I am, brilliant. <laughs> Game on. Just wait. I'm just getting as fat as I can to wait for the rest of that sentence, <laughs> and then I'll, I'm gonna figure. Out. Um, Kevin Morrow asks. 
Do you think that Yard might grow a pair after seeing that Baterbiev can get got at? Baterbiev's been down before. These frailties aren't new on Baterbiev. Baterbiev's the only world champion that's got 100% knockout ratio in the world. There's no way Anthony Yard goes near him anytime no. soon. No. Anytime soon. Anthony Yard's on his own journey. I respect that journey. I don't care about that journey right now. Mm. I've said this before. Like Until he fights Still somebody... like he's quite limited there. So do I. I agree. Mm. I think... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I wish Terry was here. What Terry touched on earlier in his voice note is correct about matching people with puddings all the time. Um, I respect the journey that Anthony Yard's on, but I don't care about it. Like... Until he fights somebody of note. So he's fighting in a couple of weeks, isn't he, at the Brentwood with Johnny Garton versus Gary Corcoran on the mm. undercard, which is a great fight. Mm. A great fight. Well, wait, British title. He's called Frey Bentos. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's big baby Miller, isn't it? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, just let Yard do his thing, but there's no way he touches Baterbiev. No way. Okay. Um, just a quick one for the listeners. If you have any questions, you don't actually have to wait for us to ask them. If at any stage in the week, even if it's like a Monday wash, you listen to the pod, you think, actually, I want to just send a question, um, <clears throat> tag myself, Martin or Terry into it, and we'll put it on the group. We'll and, probably lose them. Uh, yeah. It, it's got more of a chance of getting asked than if you don't ask it at all because you forget. Let's put it that way. So you don't have to be waiting to us. You can just get in touch with us at any point. Um, any other business? No, mate, I'm fucked. Finus. Right, well, that's nice, because normally with Terry, that's a that's the cue for the 40-minute monologue. So, all I would say is thank you very, very much to Linus for joining us today. Linus, where can people get tickets? Shout out. Shout out sponsors, shout out tickets. Go. Uh, shout out to uh, my new sponsors, newest sponsors, uh, Fresco Box, um, Seawood & Sun, JFB Sports, All-Time Removals, ARS, Advanced Roofing Solutions, and new body supplements, DNI butchers, and yeah, and box fit, massive, uh, massive help there. Mm. All of them, they always, um, always, yeah. The reason I'm really well, the reason they, they, them uh, and uh, people that come to the fights are the reasons that I'm still doing this, Imagine. and I can do this. Um, but yeah, big shout out to all of them. Yeah, big up to you guys. Big excellent, up. excellent work helping a young fighter as he as his trajectory takes him towards world domination. I'm willing to say that now, on the record. Quite <laughs> bunchy. Leave it out. Yeah. And I'm not just saying any old world champion. I'm talking about world champion. <laughs> what does that mean, Buncey? No, I just mean it. I mean it properly. Proper mean it. And I don't mean just no proper. I mean proper Fucking proper. Hell. Like Buncey's in the room. Have you said where you can get tickets from? Yeah, on um, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Linus underscore Eudofia. Or my fight tickets? Do they have or them? my fight tickets? But it's a bit. Of a, you can just find a link on any of my social media. All right, fair, fair enough. It's easier that way. Fantabulous, gents. Okay, uh, once again, thank you, Linus. Um, thank you I very much. I feel compelled to say thank you to you for being in the room this long, Martin. Because frankly, this is probably a record. For what you. are we up to now? Like two, two hours twenty. Jesus. In fact, two hours twenty-one almost. And you got Terry's voice note to finish us off on as well. Yeah, but I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I'm going to go and get some food first. So yeah, fair one. Of fair one. Off. <laughs> 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 thank you very much, everyone. Thank you. Thank you, Linus. See you in two weeks. Yep. Bye. I'm gonna get it up, I'm gonna get it up, I'm gonna get it up.